This week's Video Game Apocalypse is brought to you by GameFly, and Video Game Apocalypse listeners can go to gameflyoffer.com slash lasertime and get started with a free 30-day trial. Everybody and welcome to episode 257 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, still not out in the U.S., Michael Raparez. Who else <laughs> is here with me? Disgraced podcaster Chris Antista and special guest, ridiculously overpriced import Matthew Allen, and even more special guest, filthy Gaijin Heidi Kim. <laughs> nice, nice. Back from Portland, where yes. you've, you've been banished this whole time. I've been banished, but I'm back for mm. a little thing called Game Developers Conference, I, I think, think it's it is. pronounced uh, yeah. Developer? Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. a GDC. Yeah, it is that. GDC. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Sorry. you for that Austin Powers reference. <laughs> I got it. Uh, so, big week to, uh, this week, especially for the show. Um, I should probably start with an announcement because it's going to bring things down a little bit and then we can bring it back up. Some of you might have heard Chris's announcement on Laser Time that you are moving. Yes. So, this is my time to come out and say, I need a break. I've been doing this almost every week for five years. Mm-hmm. and uh, it's For no money. For no money. Next to it's, no money. It's kind of become, doing video game Apocalypse has kind of become like a second job, and while I do love it, and I really appreciate the love and support that you guys have shown us over the years in uh, helping us become as successful as we've been and uh, participating as much as you have, but uh, I do need to take some time off, so I'm going to take uh, at least a couple months just to sort of recharge creatively and not do the show for a little while. Chris may continue it, but mm-hmm. uh, I know that hiatus is a dirty word where our podcasts that. are concerned. Yeah. That, that's exactly what happened. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It, it always is for a variety of reasons that I won't get into. But uh, in this case, just to, just to prove that it's not just going away. Uh, we have a month of content already banked for while Chris is in transit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will come back at the end of April with episode 262, which will be sort of a, I don't want to say finale, but sort of a big finish to what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. And then we will come back uh, at some later date, possibly around E3, and uh, see what happens. So that's it. That's the the big announcement. But in the meantime, <laughs> let's do a show. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Woo! Mm-hmm. Spirits back up. Come on. Come yeah. on. Come on. Yeah. I knew he would do that way better than Chris and I did on uh, bonus time this week. That's that was, it. Patreon.com that slash bonus time. That was stumbling and awkward. Time. And it is <laughs> that episode is free for anyone to listen to, by the way. So That's right. Just like the rest of our content. Yeah. Except yeah. the stuff that's behind the Patreon. Yes. Patreon.com yes. slash laser time. Thank and you. Thank you, everyone, for your support. Nonetheless, uh, we encourage you to continue your support because otherwise we can't keep doing this. And I, I, I want uh, video game content. want to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me. Ah. I, I should say we... This will be the last show uh, for some time with our current format. We are mm-hmm. shifting the the shows that we will be running through the next month will be a much shorter format. It'll be just top five farts. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, don't give the game away. All right, all right. No. <laughs> don't let that leak out. All right. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Uh, Sorry to make a stink. <laughs> 
Uh, no, I can sneak peek uh, of April. We did some really fun shows, and that's yes. about all I want to say. Like, we did some really cool stuff. Yeah, there's some there's some really fun stuff ahead. We've got a couple of cool guests returning to uh, to help us through them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Trust me on this. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the meantime, let's just jump ahead with uh, digging into this week and its. Who's playing Sea of Thieves? I did talk to someone today playing Sea of Thieves. Oh, yeah? Um, can't say his name, but... Oh. Uh, is it secret? No, well, when's it out? Uh, uh, it's it's today. It's out. Oh, okay. As we're recording this um, on Tuesday. Yeah. Look for Tyler Wilde's review then. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I think yeah. I actually read something he posted about it already on yes. PC Gamer. Oh, okay, you might have done it already. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It uh, is it is a, a Play Anywhere game, so you can buy it on Xbox and play it on Windows or vice versa. Right. Yes. And uh, you can get it that, free. Game deal, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, sort of free. I mean, if you are a subscriber to Microsoft's Game Pass program, which I believe is $10 a month. Yeah. 14.99 I think. Is it 14? I think so. No, okay. it's 9.99. Is it? It was when I it said that it, it would okay. bill me okay. 9.99. There might be I... some promo pricing or yeah, that might yeah. be if you subscribe versus buying it one time. Anyway, you can play this is the first of their big announcement of first party games that they will include as part of that program. And so mm-hmm. you can effectively play that game for 9.99 as much as you want all month. And one thing I will caution and I've Mark seen for free for 14 days. I've mm-hmm. seen a lot of the early reviews and it's something I hinted at on a show a few weeks ago um or might have been last week. Play with friends. This is not the kind of game you want to play alone. Well, I will say, like, I, I did play it alone last night, oh, okay. just to see what that experience is like. <laughs> and uh, it's actually really interesting. It, it has kind of a, I mean, obviously it has a very lonely feel, but also kind of an oddly rugged feel in that, like, the game doesn't hold your hand at all. Mm. Uh, it doesn't really explain what you need to do at the beginning. It, uh, and it took me a while and, and one sunken ship to figure out, like, oh, okay, I'm supposed to not run into things. And when I do, I need to patch the holes before my ship fills up with yes. water and sinks. Um, Were you sailing the smaller boat by yourself? Yes. I tried the big boat by myself, and that's oh. how I ended up upside down after that, a wave toppled me. <laughs> that seems like too much. Like, I yeah. just, just I'll take a smaller sloop. Uh, there's there's fewer things to manage probably I haven't tried the galleon yet mm. but uh, the sloop John B yes the sloop John B <laughs> That's but what they call it the, the the weird thing is it's it's like a PVE game but it, it sort of follows the uh, the rhythms of like an online game where you're 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 logging into a session mm-hmm. when you when you jump in and it will like just randomly spawn you at some outpost around the map uh, with a, a fresh ship. And the thing that stays consistent between sessions is, like, the missions that you've collected and the progression, the progress that you've made mm. uh, with these different factions. And yeah. so it's it's uh, really interesting. And, and it is really kind of cool to just be, like, sailing and have it all figured out. Like, okay, now I just need to set the wheel in this direction. Yeah. That's one of the nice things about the boats is that even though you're on the sea, like, they will go in a straight line. They won't mm. veer off course mm. if you just leave the wheel alone. Um, and like, okay, now I'm going to trim the sail, weigh the anchor, and I'm going to sail through this storm, and I'm just going to, like, stand on the the prow, like that thing in the front, and, like, play play a concertina And uh, as I cut through the waves. (laughs) Yes, because as I was saying last week, you can't... You can sing sea shanties, but you can't do that and steer at the same time. Right, that's true. Uh, so you can, you're, you're saying you're putting your boat on sort of a cruise control. Yeah, exactly. And then you're going, pulling the Titanic, getting on the bow of the boat. I'm king of the world! Uh-huh. And then playing an accordion. Yep. Or they, just... they had the little 
What do you call that? The thing you the the um, you crank know, but that makes noises. Awesome. Typically, a man has a dancing monkey next like to him. Like a, a hurdy gurdy. A, cli- a clyde No, it's Calliope? not quite a calliope. I thought it was like an organ. It's like a, it's I like think a you're right. I think hurdy gurdy might it's be shaped like a guitar with a, a with a crank. What the fuck was that USA show then? God damn it! <laughs> God damn it! But I do respect they have two types of instruments to play sea, mm-hmm. sea shanties with. And, the, and I, I'd be curious to pair up with somebody and see if you can play the same tune at the I same time. I think you can. Yeah. There were some E3 demos where people weird. did it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can also eat bananas, just the whole thing, oh, shove it fuck. in your face, and then you get a crunch achievement. <laughs> Speaking of bananas, did you see the promo for the game featuring Sean Astin? No. no. So uh, it's like a long-form commercial Microsoft created where he is sort of a tour guide of a pirate museum. And, of course, it closes exactly how you imagine it to close. Um, he comes into a room, One-Eyed Willie, sitting there at a table. And nice. they, they can't say One-Eyed Willie, but yeah. it's clearly mm-hmm. One-Eyed Willie. And it's, oh, yeah. that warmed my heart. You do you do find, like, I was kind of expecting to, like, hunt other players or something. But the whole time I was playing, there was nobody else on the server. So I guess it's just, like, you sail alone. You're just in a single session. Mm-hmm. And you can matchmake. And yes. Re- yeah, I told that story. Have I, I went in and did the matchmaking, and it put me with a person who immediately sent me a message to leave. And so, of course, I immediately <laughs> trolled them and just swam away from the mm-hmm. boat. And he's like, no, no, leave the session. Leave the session. I'm like, no, I, I wanted to be in here and play yeah. with someone. So, um, but that is my overall feeling, though. Unless you're with a group of friends, this game can feel very empty, or mm-hmm. it, it currently does. Maybe it's still slowly filling up. I mean, yeah, and it really is just about taking on these quests that are like, go here, do this thing, dig up this treasure, fight these skeletons, uh, deliver this item, whatever. Mm -hmm. But it is, like, I took on a bunch of different missions at once, and there is kind of a weird sense of accomplishment in, like, doing this stuff and, like, watching the hold of my ship fill up and just like, "Eh, I'm just gonna drop this chest here, drop these bounty skulls over here, and uh, now I've got all this stuff, and when I get to shore... I'm going to have to make multiple trips carrying it all out to the various people who will pay me for it. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm mad excited because mm. people don't seem to hate it, mm-hmm. which means we have one good rare game for the first time <laughs> in 10 years, people. Yeah. Uh, and Tyler there said are he, no good rare games. He really <laughs> stopped it. Hot Spoken by, like, by someone who's never played Snake, Rattle, and Roll. Uh, <laughs> that game is hot trash. That game is gorgeous. So, gorgeous. in other words, you could say... This was a triumph. Yeah. Yes. This on the board. <laughs> um, and yes, and Tyler said he, he can foresee some people complaining there might not be enough launch content mm-hmm. in it. But uh, sure. like he said it was a fucking blast. If, it, like, it's a live game. It, it, yeah. is, it is meant to grow over time, and you can yeah. tell they're going to add content. I think it's pretty cool that for the first... We think it's a good rare game. They had to pretty much redefine what it is rare does, mm-hmm. you know. And it still has that rare charm. It has the rare sense of humor, mm-hmm. the quirky art style. So all of that part of rare is there. If you like Bad that British stuff. jokes, oh, yeah. it's just not a platformer where you're collecting musical notes and a thousand bananas or, or RC Pro Am. Where you're, oh, although RC Pro Am. If you're like, well, I like the idea of pirate games, mm. but mm. I want to play by myself. Are you talking about the bit of counter-programming this week? Uh, yeah, possibly. I want to play no. by myself in a ship that I control entirely, How and I? I want to chase around collectibles. I don't understand. Assassin's Creed Rogue Remastered yes, yes. is oh, out from what? from my employer, Ubisoft. Yes. Is uh, that the 360 game that came out that was, yeah, alongside yeah, it launched Unity. alongside Unity, Unity and sorry, very yes. few people played it, although many consider it to be the better game, the better Assassin's Creed game that year mm, uh, the only difference with it is this time you are entirely playing from the perspective of not an, uh, an assassin mm-hmm. 
you are a Knights Templar. Yeah, right? well, you spend roughly the first third of the game as an assassin, and mm-hmm. then something happens that makes you do a heel turn, and then be like, I'm going to work with the Templars is it now. Is an assassination? It's not an assassination. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it is, well, it's not really a spoiler for a three-year-old game. Yeah. It is an earthquake. Uh, <laughs> earthquake shows up, and then Vince McMahon is there, and you do a heel turn? Mm-hmm. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Can't wait yeah, to play. Yeah, exactly. Earthquake from Samurai Showdown shows up. Nice. Yeah, yeah I thought that would get your attention, Heidi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it is it is still really fun. It is kind of one of the shorter Assassin's Creed games. Like, you could probably critical path it in, like, maybe eight hours. Oh, maybe wow. Maybe ten. I, uh, when you said shorter Assassin's Creed, I was thinking, what, 100 hours instead of two? No, 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 no. Okay. Um, but, yeah, but it, it's, a, it's a really interesting story. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and it looks really good in 4K. They added a bunch of new effects. The textures okay. look really smooth. Um, if, however, you're thinking like, well, that sounds interesting, but instead of ships, I want to attack uh, freakish giants <laughs> as a customizable character, yeah. uh, Attack on Titan 2 mm-hmm. is out this week. And yeah. Heidi, you reviewed it. Yes, I reviewed this uh, over on Anime News Network, where I have a uh, a weekly column going cool. mm. nowadays. Now, had oh. you played the, the last uh, Attack on Titan game, Heidi? Uh, yes, I didn't play as much of it. Mm-hmm. It's a Koei Tecmo Omega Force game. Omega Force, of course, being the folks who... Uh, Dynasty love, Warriors. Yeah, they do the right. Dynasty Warriors yeah. games. So the game very much kind of has the same structure well it had the same structure as the dynasty warriors games with the exception that instead of killing a bunch of people who are too wussy to fight back you have to attempt to kill these things that are really really hard to kill it's not waves Mm. of little enemies it's it's fewer they're still waves but they're they're giants that you're fighting yeah Yeah. and so they they took some interesting approaches to the formula some worked some didn't like at some point you're playing as uh aaron as the the titan and it slows down and gets really kind of clunky and Mm. that's gone for this version in in this version of the game you play as a created character Mm -hmm. within the attack on titan universe and you go through you go through kind of the same story as the original but now it has a season two content as well and And uh, you're also like making friends with uh different characters yeah you can you can uh you can chill with the the characters from the anime so total total uh the old uh definition for fan service and that like you can create a self-insertion and pretend I'm hanging out with my favorite characters. Yeah, Jesus. but you don't get to do anything cool is the problem. You're still just kind of watching the same yeah. things from the MA and you're right. not really affecting the story, but that that wasn't what really like I honestly really liked this game, which surprised sure. me. I was kind of expecting it to be middle of the road, but it turned out uh, this game's pretty fun. Yeah, I remember playing the first, and it felt like a combination of a Dynasty Warriors with a Spider-Man game because yeah. you are swinging yeah, around from roof the, to roof. The game's to motion the is really, really fun. Like yeah. in in the Warriors games, you have to cover a lot of uh, a lot of ground, and you usually do that by horseback or just kind of chopping your way through these enemy waves, and sometimes. Uh, canvassing a large area can take a while, whereas in this, you've got your omnidirectional mobility gear that can send you through the air, you've got gas canisters to propel you, you can cover a lot more ground in a lot less time, Yeah, and that movement feels really, really good. Did they clean up? The first one had a bit of a problem where if you... 
sometimes you would run into walls, you would lose momentum, and that's where the game s- stops being as fun is when you kind of have to figure out where can I shoot my, you know, the webs, basically, for lack of a better term. That is not as big of a problem okay. here. Okay, good. And you said they cleaned up some of the other stuff, like the awkward parts of, of the first game. So it feels like a kind of a refinement of that first game. Yeah, and the combat is, is honestly a lot of fun because Titans... Like, you know, the weak spot is the nape of their neck, but you can target individual body parts. Yeah. And there are a lot of reasons why you would do this. Like, you can stop them from moving, you can disable their attacks, or sometimes if you just hit a body part, you can uh, get an additional item. Yeah. But, I mean, you can go in for, like, single-shot kills, and there are techniques to do that right. yeah. that are really risky, but very high reward. Like, there's one where you can snipe them, you can attempt to do a sneak attack on one from like behind that you see them and then you just hook into them it shows a really cool camera angle if you flying right in and just killing that thing outright mm. but if they see you trying to do that like you immediately become their number one target and that is some scary no. shit yeah, I remember the first one had a, a little bit of a nitpicky aspect in that you had to manage the sharpness of your blades in order to kill them. Mm. Is that... Uh, is that... Yeah, th- it's still a thing here, but another new addition is that you can build bases cool. around the, the arena. And they can do different things, like you can set up a supply base to help you replenish your blades and your air canisters whenever you need them. Um, you can build like an automated artillery base that will deal damage to titans that are walking by it, or you can set up like a mining base to give you extra items after the fight. Hmm. And you can even like capture titans later on in the game really? and earn like additional uh, additional uh, techniques to defeat them. So you're like researching nice. them, like with Shawnee and Bean. Or... Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, I, I always thought it was interesting that the the blades in that uh, that universe are like. Uh, box cutter blades, yeah. basically. Yeah. They're like these yeah. elongated razors that uh, snap off. That, yeah, that break constantly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, that's that's something you got to manage. So you, what would you give it in the score? How many OVAs out of uh, special <laughs> well, manga cover editions would you give well, this game? Well, I basically game? gave it a B on ANN, which is like, yeah, th- this is good. And if you're a fan of the show, you'll probably like it even more. I'd say it's a, it's a solid, you know... At least a seven. Is Probably more like an eight if if you're a fan. Is it the best Attack on Titan game thus oh, far? Oh, by far. Nice. Mm. Nice. Mm. Well, other ones that I haven't played yet that are out this week. A Way Out by... Uh, really want to play they, that, goddammit. Uh, from the creators of Brothers of Tale of Two Sons. <laughs> yes, and of course featuring one of our favorite creators in games right now, Joseph Fares, who... Uh. Made quite a name for himself at E3 last year, and then really made a name for himself at the Keeleys uh, in December when he <laughs> he was the guy that said "fuck the Oscars" uh, over oh, and over again nice. about twenty times. He's he's kind of a character. He's so. not wrong. He's not right either. <laughs> I was hoping they 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 trot him out a little bit more around the release of this game, but um, this one looks really fun. This is the is it co-op or do you play? I think you play simultaneously. Yeah, I thought it was yourself. Another brother situation. Hmm. I I think I assume too much about it though because I don't know it, but it's a prison escape game. Yes, from people who made a really good puzzle game. Yeah, previously. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really fucking cool. A really good, really emotional game as yeah. well with brothers. Mm-hmm. So brothers. yeah, this this one's more realistic in terms of the art style. Yeah, brother. Only person who gets me, and you're the only person who gets me. I'm the Riverbottom Nightmare Band number one fan, baby. Who named three of their albums? Okay, that's all self-titled. They blew they blew all the creativity that one song. Where they describe themselves. The chorus is the band name. Can I just tell you that song was stuck in my head about half of my childhood? Just because it's a really simple, same, same. simple oh, guitar riff. Mm-hmm. 
We had a come on and take what we want and we hate what we don't understand. <laughs> River bottom nightmare band. One of the coolest lyrics of all time. Nightmare man. <laughs> Oh, and yet sorry. they some like that, that would totally not be tailored to the tastes of this uh, quaint little 1900s town. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the point. They came in on their yeah, motorcycle. Why did they yeah. win? Yeah. I don't know. Like, everybody's wearing a monocle. Like, why would they love this band? <laughs> and then you're like, no, I want to give the award to the lame foxes yeah. that did the tumbling act. Well, they broke everything and blew out the speakers. It was like <laughs> Devil Went Down Georgia. to Georgia, but the Devil won. This it was is, just yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> A long overdue conversation. I'm yeah. glad we're having it yeah. now. Yeah. Um, well, I'm the te- completely lost here. Emmett Otter. Let's talk some <laughs> yeah. Emmett Otter and oh, yes. March. Emmett Otter's Doug Van Christmas, and we're horrible people. Mm. Uh, Detective Pikachu is out on the oh, 3DS. Yes. Oh, wow. Mm. Uh, voiced by Ryan Reynolds? Or is that for the movie? movie. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know who voices the one in the game. Huh. But I know it's not Danny DeVito, mm. apparently, because he doesn't know what a Pokemon is. So this is an adventure game, right? It's a story based adventure game. And it is accompanied by an amiibo. That apparently can unlock hints in the game. It is also like about four times the size of your standard amiibo. It's a giant amiibo. Yes. Okay. Because I was going to ask. Uh, did I ask this on the show? I've been getting too drunk lately. It's, it's roughly <laughs> slightly larger than a Star Wars. Action. I was going to say it's <laughs> twice the size of Danny DeVito. If it's four yeah, times yeah, the size yeah. of an I amiibo. Mean, did I ask? Is the amiibo thing over? Not really. Um, They're uh, they announced like new Splatoon amiibos and things and like that. A Dark Souls amiibo, but yep. I went to Best Buy. I go to Best Buy. Like ride my bike. Go to Best Buy. That that section is empty. And in GameSpot, the two story one, the main yeah. one in the city, there is no amiibos. Really? Period. Hmm. So like, I have been to two big they retailers. They might be clearing seen... out like some of yeah, the old ones so. that didn't sell, like the yeah. anime, and, uh, the Animal Crossing ones. I, th- I think that uh, yeah, the, the 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 ones that sell sell out immediately. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And then that's why like every time I go into Target, it is just Waluigi's and Animal <laughs> oh, Animal Crossing right. amiibo party Poor figurines Daisy. that like are marked down to nothing because nobody wants See, them. I always mm-hmm. sort of thought Nintendo would do it like in waves and make yeah. them limited edition. They, they did. They, did they? Were they, they it was like season initially. one? It was wave one through okay. like seven or something okay. like that, and that but, didn't go very well. But knowing Nintendo with hardware, like they're traditionally very conservative, they don't like things to to lay around in a warehouse, and mm-hmm. so yeah, they should have all been in pretty much short supply. So uh, here's the secret: go to Japan. You can buy any amiibo you want; they yeah. are all in stock, including Monster Hunter. Amiibos. Good thing there are people on Amazon who'll do that for me. How do you hate yes. America, <laughs> Japan? Because America doesn't have any amiibos in stock. God damn! God damn! Just asking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nino Kuni two. Mm. Out on PS4 and PC? Do we ever get I, I have not played this. Is Ghibli involved with this or fucking not? Uh, Ghibli... I think some ex-Ghibli people are involved with it. I don't think Ghibli themselves are because Hayao Miyazaki came out of retirement because he wants to make something that's surprise, surprise. better than your name. Mm. <laughs> He's not going to let your He's name... He's going to make yeah. Call Me By Your Name. Uh, <laughs> confusing, like the but seriously, that, that, name, that movie really liked your name. Yes, it really did. Movie's great. It really did. I'm recommending it here. Uh, I played a new release this but, week. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Nino Kuni two getting really good reviews Is so it? far. As I've, I've been reading that it improves on the original in every conceivable way. Yeah. Sure. I wanted to play it so bad, but the demo fucking lost me. Really? Hmm. Yeah, I thought the demo was awful, and I and I think someone's like who would play the demo in the full game. Like, yeah, that's not really a good way to get you into this battle system. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. I know a friend of the show, Cat Bailey, wrote a review over on usgamer.net if you want to go gamer. check that out. Us Gamer. Yeah. Yeah. She seems Us to be gamer. one of the uh, one of the lower reviews uh, for that game. And me, I, I, I've i made my feelings on Level 5 known. I don't really like their stuff. It's fine. The graphics are good. The games are kind of tailor-made to uh, hmm. to have, you know, 
to be commercial Laden. whimsy. Yes, mm-hmm. and I don't know. They just they do nothing for me. I can appreciate that they are functional, solid products, but I have no interest in them. Who hurt you? Yeah. <laughs> you can see some at level five. Yeah, level five must yeah. have been a water level. Eh? <laughs> it's those collectible bugs in Rogue Galaxy, isn't it? Mm. Uh, but uh, Nino Kuni 2 is sitting at an 86 on Metacritic, oh, which is right. much better than Pacific Rim Uprising, which has a 42. Excuse me? Uh, is it, There's a game based on Pacific Rim no, Uprising? No, just the movie. Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> it's apparently not good. And why isn't there a Pacific Rim game? Oh, it's funny you say uh, why, mm-hmm. because that relates to our final new release of the year we what? found, our, our new re- release this week. Tie the Tasmanian Tiger 3, <laughs> Night of the Kinkan? Queenkin? Queenkin. Is this a new Tie the it's, Tiger? No, no, no. It's, it's a PC. re-release. Okay. It's, it's like uh, Drake of the 99 Dragons. Was, we were just talking about this. Yeah. yeah. Or a new Bubsy. Yeah. Donald Trump's president. Everything <laughs> shitty can happen now. <laughs> I feel like there was a new Tie the Tasmanian Tiger like a couple too. years ago. It was like a side scroller. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The only game developed by supermarkets. Yeah. <laughs> but again, no idea why they released it this week on PC, but I was glad to put it on the because list. Because someone's going to buy it. Sure. Oh, the, the, Somebody is, The yes. big new release that I played, mm-hmm. the big issue, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds on iPhone and Android? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we have that in the in the news. But yeah, that and Fortnite also has the mobile version, which you have to get a friend code for. Okay, but but it's, PUBG it's a, is, you can just, anyone can yeah, download it, and it's free. It's hmm. kind of bizarre. It's... Just that it's it's Microsoft nailed it as its big exclusive, mm-hmm. and everybody in the face our Laser Time Facebook community pointed this out. Why does this game run better on my iPhone 6s than yeah. the Xbox One yeah. X? Hmm. Because it does. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's I'm, not the same dev, right? I think it's Tencent. It is, the yes. and Tencent I think has already made several uh, games that are like PUBG. right in right. China. Yeah, right, and it's not it's not everything. Not everything isn't exactly the same about it, and I can't imagine playing that much of it unless you're just addicted to PUBG and you don't have your yeah. Xbox around. Granted, I work from home. Um, but it's surprising hmm. uh, that, that it actually works. Now, does it does it have cross-play with consoles? I don't know. Because Fortnite, Fortnite does. Did you see the Are clip of kidding? Fortnite, yes. the cross-play? Yes. So there's a clip of someone saying, yeah, this is me playing against a mobile player, and he's just slowly walking, kind of circle-strafing them, and they cannot get a beat on him. They right. keep shooting and just absolutely missing him. Because it works, and I got two kills my first play, and it's just like, but you still have to like wander around and like, where the fuck is the gun yeah. <laughs> option on the screen? Oh, right. my finger's over it trying to control the game. It is not optimal. Is it a thumb? Is it one of those, the thumb is the control stick controls where you kind of just slide your thumb yes, around the screen? Virtual yes, but oh, also yeah, that, for the uh, yeah. for like the left analog stick or whatever, you move the screen itself. Like you just, mm. so you're covering up a lot of I just can't imagine playing a ton of this, but it, for what it is, in that it's free, it is astonishing that it yeah. captures what PUBG is. I think I thought I saw that people are speculating that like most of these are bots. Hmm. Could be most of these are bots. That's why people. I, I feel like I should have been killed numerous times. You shouldn't yeah. see someone's face to face in PUBG for more than a couple seconds if they have a weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was a long. I lasted a long time. But I think that's to the mobile the, controls. Like that's, it that's might what be. causes it. I, I don't know. Let's be honest. These mobile versions of these games really aren't meant for North America. These are meant for China. Like it's nice that we have them, but they're hoping to make the money it, off of it these games. It would still be China. nuts if now, there's. Can you play it with an MFI controller? Because that would make all the. That's difference. what I'm really curious about. Yeah. Because like, what's an MFI? Motherfucking insane controller. Yeah! Woo! I, 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 Made for iPhone. I'll have to accept that answer. <laughs> I don't know iPhone. what it is. I don't know what it is. Uh, but yeah, with a controller, I'd be kind of kind of astonished to see what it could do because it. It doesn't surprising. Certain things are just like, yeah, if I'm walking over this item, I want it. 
auto-equip shit for me. Thank you. Mm. Um, it it does that, and you can turn that op- toggle that option on and off with like the flick of a finger. So like, there, there's certain things in here that are like, yeah, the game should use this optimate. If it, my feet touch it, it should be in my hands. It, it, it is an astounding approximation of the game, but by no means a sub- acceptable substitute, I sure. think. Yeah. I, I think it makes a lot of sense for Fortnite, to be honest, because mm-hmm. Fortnite has a younger audience, mm-hmm. and that is who's playing on phones a lot of the time. Um, but that one, I'm anxious to see how they compare when it comes out of the beta, mm-hmm. and they're both just free full releases. Let's it's, let's see which one tops the charts. I could not get my head around Fortnite when I tried it, because it's so much faster <laughs> yeah. than, than uh, PUBG. Well, I think we're going to talk about Fortnite a little bit in the Fortnite. news as well. Fortnite. Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's two more... DLC releases, if yeah. you want to touch on these. No. Uh, the first of which Michael might be able to speak to. So South Park, the Fractured But Whole, the From Dusk Till Casa Bonita DLC is out. That's exciting. Yeah. Where's I mean, the pun? From Dusk Till Casa, Dawn, I guess. Yeah. Casa Bonita is, is the seller here. Casa Bonita, the real... Yeah, it's the Mexican restaurant that Cartman loves. The apparently real Mexican restaurant. Really? Yes. Huh. Yeah, that means somebody at Ubisoft probably had to license it. Like there's some, there's, there's some independently owned Colorado. I mean, it's Mexican a generic enough name. It just means pretty no, house. No, it's yeah. not. It's not. It, somebody, somebody out there, I think will prove me right. But like, remember, Cartman no, I, loved I, it because people would dive off the diving yeah. board. Mm-hmm. It's very specifically so a in real Colorado. Oh, there's wow. a real yeah. okay. Oh damn. So yeah. um, that one we might not know too much about. But how about this? Uh, guess who's coming to Tekken Seven this week, y'all? Uh, not Julia Chang because she's fucking dead. What? Okay. <laughs> All right. How about Final Fantasy XV's Noctis? Yes. Ah, everyone's favorite Final Fantasy character, <laughs> Noctis. Yes. No. I'm sorry, I'm just going to have to Noctis. Oh. oh. Was, God damn That was yeah. the worst dad pun I've ever made. Yeah, you better, you better knock so it out. I still don't get it. Knock it off. It must be your granddad. Uh, so, <laughs> Noctis is the second guest character in Tekken after Geese Howard, and... Uh, there's been some speculation. Uh, Harada's been teasing who else might uh, be coming to the game. Well, I hate to say, I did correct you. Third guest character, if you count Akuma. Oh, mm. yeah, that's right. I'm thinking of additional DLC guest characters. Yeah. yeah. So Harada, of course, likes to you know just say shit on Twitter. He doesn't really mean. He has a weird sense of humor. But everybody seems to think that uh, the next character might be somebody from the Yakuza series. That could be cool. And they even went as far as to say, since there was a Yakuza art exhibit this weekend where they announced uh, Yakuza Kiwami 2, Mm. um, Mm. they said, yeah, if if they want Yakuza and Tekken... they, they want Kiryu in this game? Uh, Harada, just, you yeah. know, call us. Hey, we're all struggling Japanese companies. Why not band together? <laughs> as yeah. long as someone gets punched into a volcano, I'm on board. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Majima would be better, though, but that's just me. Well, that's actually a pretty good transition into our top five this week, yeah. oh. which is uh, something you suggested. Heidi. Yes. As always, when you come on, you have the best ideas. I'm full of suggestions. So, uh, like I said, Yakuza Kiwami 2 got announced at an event this weekend. Mm-hmm. This was right after another announcement of a Sega localization, a, a game called Valkyria Chronicles 4. You may have heard of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting about both of these games is that they come from series that are both critically and fan-beloved. However, both of these series have installments that have not been localized. Mm. So our top five this week is looking at... Famous Japanese series that have at least one entry in them that has not been released in English. Uh, Sometimes more. Sometimes more, yes. And we'll get into that right after this. (laughs) 
Thank you, fine folks, for listening. Hope you're not too bored. You know what the perfect solution is for being bored and always has been? Goddamn video games. <laughs> That's why this episode is brought to you by Gamefly. And just so you know, you listeners can go to GameflyOffer.com slash LazerTime and get started with a free 30-day trial of the service. What is Gamefly? It's like Netflix, but for games, you should know that by now. You create a queue, they ship out two to three games to you. It's up to you. You play them for as long as you want, ship them back, and they'll just keep on shipping stuff from your queue. This is a great way to save money on not only playing a bunch of new releases, a bunch of old releases, because not only does Gamefly have over 8,000 titles ranging from PS4, Xbox One, Wii U, PS Vita, they go all the way back to the original Wii, the original Xbox, PS2 in certain cases. I know, right? And to sweeten the service even more, Gamefly allows you to buy a game back. Have you kept it out for a long time? Do you want to just keep it? Are you that settled into the multiplayer? You can buy that game back from Gamefly flight at an extremely reduced cost and they'll send you the box and manual as if you purchased it anywhere else once again you don't have to take my word for it you can get started with a 30-day free trial for yourself by going to gameflyoffer.com slash laser time and we're back with our top five what chris uh games that heidi suggested yes <laughs> games top five games heidi suggested i like the way you it's described it to me michael it's the missing link games games yes. that have a missing link yes yeah. That's a pretty good way to put it. So it's, yeah, games that uh, came out in Japan, but not here, even though they're part of series we like for yes. assorted reasons. Let's just jump right in with... Number five. That's not even slightly familiar to you. I think I played the soundtrack to the 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 game. It's a sequel to about a billion times on this show. What? No, it's behind the second. It's segment. not Cyborg's favorite song. It's not Cyborg's favorite song. All right, uh, <laughs> watching too much Teen Titans Go. I'm glad you got that reference. Which is too. the portable version? We're of Teen Titans. today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Emmett Otter and Teen Titans Go. That covers forty years. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Two of the best shows. They are really. Yeah. Any other guesses? I know this. Yeah, you know this. I know this. Because you suggested it. Uh, Let's hear it. This is Seiken Densetsu 3, the sequel to Secret of Mana. Yes. Part of the Mana series. That was like other other games in the Mana series have been brought out. Um, Almost every other Mana game, save for like the Thone games, Mm -hmm. have come out in English, including the really bad ones, like Dawn (laughs) of Mana. Whereas this one is uh, extremely well liked. Um, came out in 1995 for Whoa. the Super Famicom mm-hmm. in Japan, so very late release, hmm. which was... is probably why it got skipped over. The thing is, they've never they've never bothered. Virtual consoles have come and gone. Yeah, Square has I think not it's, translated. It's this. gotten re-releases in Japan, yes, but never in the U.S. There have been multiple fan translations. Is it something? Secret Amount of fans like? Is it well received? Yeah, it's, it's, it's extremely well received. It's widely considered one of the best Super Nintendo games and one of the best looking games on hmm. Super Nintendo. Huh. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Even better than Secret of MAGA. <laughs> yes, much better than Secret best of game. MAGA. Everybody says so. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's a green square. I make it move on a blue field. It's amazing. That's way better than my joke, which was going to be is it as good as Mana Mana? 
Not, not like the failing bozo trigger. That's right. I coined a new term. Secret of MAGA. <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ. Boy. Internet, uh, do your thing. Photoshop that latest drunk, cover. If you can't tell. No. Uh, but, but yeah, Seiken Densetsu 3 uh, was originally supposed to come to the U.S. It, it, and then they, I think it was a combination of factors. They've never quite said exactly why. The, I think it's that, number one, uh, it was at the end of the Super Nintendo's lifespan. Right. Uh, PlayStation and Saturn were already out. And uh, also they said that there were some nonspecific programming bugs that would have made localization very difficult. Well, here's the thing a lot of people don't realize about localization. Like, you can write up the English text and mm. have it sent over, but you still have to get somebody in Japan to basically, like reinsert that text and they have to do all this programming like you know changing the font size making yeah. sure the text you know reads correctly that nothing spills out of the window mm-hmm. things like that and yeah. that takes a fair amount of work and sometimes mm-hmm. the companies you know they don't want to pay taro an extra 10,000 yen a day in order to do this. Yeah. No, I, I recently worked at a Korean company that we encountered this issue where it was coming from Korean to English, and that would happen all the time where because the fonts are different, you'd have to use the right font size, and you'd have things spilling over. In addition to, like you said, just getting the words is a challenge because it's not just translation. Localization sometimes does involve changing themes or or, or adapting things so that it makes sense to people that you're you're doing the localization for. Mm-hmm. And so there's that's a lot of work. Right. We're and saying, if there, you're if there are bugs, bard because the original insult wouldn't fit in a text window. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't or, know if that's true. Or the Japanese are notoriously fans of puns that use the Japanese language, which if you translate those to uh, English, yes. makes zero sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other thing too is that. If there were bugs in the game, I mean, God, Secret of the original Secret of Mana had so many bugs. Like really? you, they consider the Japanese version of the game unspeedrunnable because it's yeah. so buggy. That's the secret. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> <laughs> the U.S. version actually fixed most of the bugs, but uh, and it's still really, really buggy. But uh, yeah, there are definitely some bugs in in uh, Sega Nintendo Three. I would not call them game killers, but there is. You know, Nintendo of America might have had different certification standards, and if the game can't meet them, like, okay, then then what's the point? Yeah. And at that point, you know, Square is probably already setting up something for Final Fantasy VII. They want to put all their efforts mm. onto this next game they're doing. They don't want to waste more time with uh, the Super Nintendo, even though they did release quite a few more Super Nintendo games in Japan, and they... Square uh, Square's U.S. branch worked on the localization for Mario RPG. That was basically their last thing before they kind of shut down into a skeleton crew. Mm. Uh, well, I will say, uh, Sagan Densetsu Three, like it sounds a lot like Secret of Mana, and it looks a lot like the the combat is very similar. It's extremely similar. <laughs> The soundtrack is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. And it has uh, m- one of my favorite characters from Secret of Mana returning. Sexy <laughs> <laughs> Ninja 2! Yeah, thirsty construction worker. <laughs> <laughs> that is Flammy the dragon who flies you around in fucking mode 7. Uh, this this is also like, I, I've played it exactly once in like the late 90s on an emulator, and I remember, like, you can you can pick different characters to start as, right? Yes. Like, you can experience different parts of the, the or you can experience the storyline in different orders. 
Uh, actually, the, the main character you choose at the beginning determines the way the story goes. Mm. Like, there are certain points in the story that diverge from the other characters. Oh, okay. So it's not just like, I'm going to pick this character and see his storyline first, and I'm going to play through as this other guy. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. And you've also got uh, different classes, so at the end of the game, you can basically change your character into a different build. Like, even if you went through the same game if you went through the game twice, you could still do different builds and your characters would have different ability sets. Oh, damn. So, uh, there's some pretty interesting and complex stuff there. That's pretty ambitious for a Secret of Mana sequel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, this is honestly the first game I ever imported from Japan because you gotta remember at the time, cartridges were absurdly expensive, especially... Mm. In Japan, where new releases cost something like, uh, yeah. what was it, 14,000 yen? So, no, it's like 15 rough. bucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like $140. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. $140. No. Wow. Yeah. Well, I lost so many travel. So how much did it cost you to import that? Uh, about about $150. Wow. I was, <laughs> I was desperate. I also had a bunch of money because I just had some surgery and I got some money from my grandma and I'm like, cool, I'm going hey, to buy... use this to pay for your surgery, honey. <laughs> here's, here's $150. Enjoy your lobotomy. <laughs> Fuck you, I'm going to yeah. dine and dash on this surgery. <laughs> pay you shit, doc. Uh, I, I will say it's, it's really amazing looking at this again. It's like, this looks like all those really awesome pastel arcade games that I, I remember thinking like, why can't home games look like this? In the 90s, and, and it, it does look like that. It's amazing. But is it as amazing as... Number four. That voice should be... The, the male voice should be familiar to anyone who's a fan of what game, Heidi? Yakuza? Yes. Yakuza, ah. that is that is Kazuma Kiryu, or as he's known in Yakuza Kenzan, was it like Kazuma Nosuke Kiryu? Uh, he's just <laughs> a samurai version of himself that is also actually uh, mild spoiler, I guess, uh, since it's revealed early in the game. Mm. But Miyamoto Musashi, the famous mm. historical samurai. And this is like oh, the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 of the Yakuza series. Sort of, <laughs> except instead of time travel, it's just all the same characters coming back and... Uh, Playing samurai versions of themselves. He's even got that uh, thick Osaka Ben uh, Majima's uh, huh? spouting out. And then, mm. and then later in the game, he gets an eye patch. So, yep. Even better. But, yeah, this this is surprisingly... I, I, I remember hearing about this when it came out. What I didn't know is it is not the only samurai Yakuza. There nope. was... Uh, in 2013, 2014... Was, yeah. So the, the, was Kenzan a, was 2008. 2014 had uh, Yakuza... Or, sorry. Ryuga Gotoku Ishin. Ichichoro iradatase ru. Nani so, same character again, but this time he's a guy named Ryoma Sakamoto. And it's in like the 1800s instead of the 1600s. Right, this is about the same... Well, if you're an anime nerd, this is basically the same period Rurouni Kenshin took place in. Ah, yeah. yeah. I'd like do, to do point you, out, we've all, we were all nodding along to that as if we yeah. understood anything they said. Like <laughs> Can you translate <laughs> any of it, Heidi? 
Somewhat, yes. I heard someone called Can gauche. you give us the gist? I heard gauche and gauche shadow. <laughs> <laughs> Anything? This is actually harder when I don't like have the on-screen text to oh, go okay. with it yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, uh, the important thing is that where most Yakuza games uh, relegate you to fighting with your fists or... Oh, cool. Dull backup and recovery. Various other weapons. Uh, <laughs> this one gives you uh, two swords that you can just go ham on dudes with. Oh, yeah. I would never kill anyone. Stab, stab, yeah. stab, stab. But can you sing samurai karaoke? That's what I really want to know. Oh, yeah, like have you have you played the, these at all, Heidi? Like, what are the side side activities like? I actually have not gotten to play these because I was holding out hope that there would be a localization. The thing, the Yakuza games are great, and I I do have some Japanese knowledge, but I don't I don't feel totally comfortable going into something quite as serious as mm. this. Mm. Yeah, I, I I remember working on. Um... A translation blog for Ace Attorney. Mm-hmm. Uh, Janet, I forget her name, but that that part of that game in Japan, they assume everyone knows the difference between a Ronin, a samurai, and it's it just yeah. shorthand in Japan. You don't. And right. It's like no, absolutely not. And it's like, but it's like everyone in Japan just fucking knows that, and yep. it's like part of their culture. Mm-hmm. So like to make something into samurais is exciting. Whereas here, we need a little explanation of why we're going yeah. back in time to a culture that we don't know. Right. And at the time, this was not the only yakuza, not released in the United States. There was a ton of... Um, there was, yeah, I mean, it took a... It wasn't until, I want to say, the past three or four years yeah. we started getting a steady yeah. stream of Yakuza games. So yep. if, the, if these other ones set in the modern day were long long shots, this was never getting mm-hmm. released. Nope. I was shocked well, when I was at E3 last year in Sega's booth. Part of it was kind of a, a Yakuza cityscape. Yeah, I was Kimura like, well... Cho. Yeah, it was, it was very yeah. shocking to see Sega go, oh, yeah, no, we actually do make these games, and, and they're over here, and we're bringing them to North America. Wait, although I I, would, I'm just going to go ahead and imagine... Hey, we shipped the Japan sets over here from Tokyo Game Show. <laughs> These were already made. Probably, I, I do like that. You got Gotoku Kenzan. Uh, it, like it, it puts you as basically like a jack of all trades dude working in a uh, another red light district in the 1600s called Gion. Uh, whereas I think the the other one takes place. Ishin takes place in Kyoto and has you joining the Shinsengumi, which are like the secret police. Yeah. So mm. like that that one's like super serious. The the first one's a little more. Lighthearted, uh, although it deals like the opening is just like a bunch of girls being brought into the red light district to be sold. Nice. Oh. <laughs> so it's <laughs> it's kind of but it's done in a good way. It's like Pirates of the Caribbean, the auction scene. It's totally fine. Right. Except we they're all the crying. We want the red. Well, the update they're just carrying it's food. Grim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, anyway, let's move on to number three. Okay. hint there is that that's a tank rolling around. This is Valkyria Chronicles 3. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Which I, I, when I heard that Valkyria Chronicles 4 had been announced, like, I didn't even realize that Valkyria Chronicles 3 was a thing. I thought it was that spinoff mm-hmm. yeah. that came out last yeah, year. Yeah, that Valkyria Asia Revolution, which is aggressively <laughs> mediocre. Oh, that's a great name, that's though. A horrifying name. By the way, I when I was pulling the new releases this week, Valkyria Chronicles 4 was on there, and I got excited but I think it's just... It might be releasing in Japan It's releasing week. in Japan. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And of course, that means we have no date in North America, no. other than they would say 2018. They would yeah, commit to that. Yeah, but they have said that they'll bring it to the U.S., which is more but, than... But still no three, oddly enough. Uh, there's there's a reason for that. 
it's kind of the same problem that Second Tetsu 3 had. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles 3 was a PSP game. Ah. Very late in the PSP's mm. lifespan. Mm, that's right. Like Valkyria Chronicles 2, which was mm-hmm. also on PSP and nobody picked it up, really. Yeah. It, it's all. But it was also like a dating sim. Oh. Oh, just the PSP. Yeah, they, in they personaed the hell out of. Uh, mm. <laughs> Valkyria Chronicles 2. <laughs> so you can't bring it to PSN, though, because it was a PSP game? I mean, I feel well, like people you, want you to buy could, this. but, I mean, at the time, Sony wanted to focus on the Vita, and it just really didn't make a whole lot of sense financially. Much like the Vita. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. <laughs> and Valkyria Chronicles. Yeah. Sadly. Well, remember, too, that Final Fantasy Type-0 released uh, kind of around the same time in Japan as Valkyria Chronicles 3, and that also did not get an English release until the remaster on Xbox uh, Xbox One and PS4, oh, okay. by which point nobody gave a shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Which is sad, because those games are awesome. Yeah, there, there's that... Uh, not brief. It was a long Final Fantasy period where people tended not to give a shit at all. I think fifteen, hopefully, has re- rekindled some interest in the in the franchise. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, yeah, I'm kind of surprised this is a PSP game because mm. what I saw last night uh, looked a lot better than I remember PSP games. Well, really. yeah, late PSP game. They they knew what they were doing mm. by this point. It's yeah. uh, from what I'm told, I have not played it myself, but uh, everyone tells me this game's story is fantastic. Yeah, well... It, a lot... It's uh, far sight better than the second game. It follows, uh, like, a different uh, commando unit that at some point runs into the main characters in the first game. Yes. Junta I think that's something about uh, oh we couldn't have we couldn't have survived without Lieutenant uh, Gunter's uh, division coming in and helping us and then Welkin Gunter is like oh I just have so many great friends to back me up the power yes. of friendship and yes. retweet if you like, can hear friendship. the subtitles everyone. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, still you know it it does feel like a return to. The, the first game and that like all your enemies are heavily armored stormtroopers and, and all your people are lightly armored uh, cool anime people who can shoot the enemies five times in the head mm-hmm. still take return fire after yeah. Yeah. you really gotta nail that fifth shot that's mm-hmm. what, that's oh, what yeah, takes yeah, him yeah. down but yeah, very very XCOMy for those of you who like that. And if you do like XCOM and you haven't played Valkyria Chronicles, what the fuck? It's on everything. Get Valkyria Chronicles. It's uh, on Steam sale like all the time. All right. Mm-hmm. all right, go buy it. Yeah, and then buy Valkyria Chronicles four because the more you buy Valkyria, yeah, words so words are hard. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm completely fucking wasted mm-hmm. right now. Right. I really am. Um, I didn't drink, just yeah. too right. much water. That's the joke. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if if Valkyria Chronicles 4 sells well, and I hope it does, because uh, Azure Revolution sure didn't. Oh boy, that game's a mess. Um, mm. if the more it sells, the better chance we have of getting like a remaster or. Otherwise, a re-release of three. Yeah, I think that's a common theme on a lot of games that are on this list. But then there are some that, no matter how much interest is expressed and how much fans say, "No, we will buy this if you bring this over," 
these companies just sort of refuse to bring them over. Um, like you said, some of it is difficulty. It was on a platform that might be hard to port over. Right. But yeah, there, there are definitely games on this list that it's, you scratch your head like, why isn't this here? Because you hear fans over here talk about them all the time. Man, mm-hmm. that, is, that is an excellent segue to... Number two. Any idea what this is, Heidi? I certainly do know. That's uh, Fire Emblem 6, the one with Roy. Yeah, uh, the Blade of Binding? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, the one with Roy, who was introduced in Smash Brothers, but has never had... Who was introduced in Melee to sell this game. Mm. Yeah. In- wow. Introduced in to, to U.S. gamers through Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, and yet, which smash? Which, his, which smash? Uh, in we? Melee. Oh, Melee. Melee, yeah. yes. And wait, wait, he was not in Fats? He was not in Fire Emblem Fats? Uh, he he might have been like a character that you can recruit like through a card or something. Recruit I know he wasn't a wing. Seats <laughs> taken. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he was in the mobile game, the Fire Emblem. Yeah, he's, oh, he's yes, definitely yes. in the mobile game. But, Everybody's yeah. in the mobile but, game. But... Uh, Blade of Binding, or what is it? The Binding Blade was uh, was his starring role, like his yes. first starring role, and right. I think it's been remade. Uh, yeah, it was remade on DS and never uh, came out. No, of uh, no, the DS remake okay. is actually Fire Emblem Three, the second game with Marth. That's right. That's right. And and that has actually been so. That that's so a there, there are thing two too. DS Fire Emblems. The yeah. first DS remake is. W- one of the games with Marth, and the second DS remake, which never came out in English, also features Marth. It's just Marth's second story. Hmm. Right. But so, okay, so the first game came out on the Famicom, that's the yes. NES in Japan, mm-hmm. uh, and was remade for Super Nintendo as the third game, Mystery of the Emblem, although that was like... Mystery of the Emblem has a ton of additional content, yes. though. So that, that remade not only the first game, but also it added a book two yes. that added a, a ton of content. So the DS games are basically book one and two. Yeah. We only got book one. Yeah, the, the DS remake of book one, and then there was a second uh, remake of uh, book two, which was like the only latter-day one not uh, released in the U.S., like after the DS era yes. started. Um, but yeah, we've been getting Fire Emblem games pretty consistently for GameCube, GBA, DS, and that's like the the lone holdout that never came out. Well, there are some other ones too. Uh, Fire Emblem Four is supposedly mm-hmm. really good. This is one of the few Fire Emblems I haven't I haven't played much to my shame Not because true I I hear it's <laughs> really really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's where the mechanic of uh, you match characters up and they eventually produce children who oh, take yes, over yes. later on in the game. Character husbandry. Yes. In yes. The game, basically. That was one of my favorite things about Awakening. And, yes. Uh, when, I, when I told my wife about it, she's like, no, you're a girl. You're an anime girl. What the fuck? I think Michael had several Awakenings playing Awakening. <laughs> oh. oh. <yes>. oh. <laughs> a little pre-episode. <laughs> and then, then there was Fire Emblem 5, which had absolutely no fucking chance because it was a 2000 release on the Super Famicom. Oh, wow. It is the last, I believe it is the last boxed Super Famicom game release. Wow. Like, even for Japan, that's kind of crazy. 
Yeah, it, it's a little weird. <laughs> Even like, for Japan. Well, like I know Japanese <laughs> no, game no, releases no. tend to continue on, on a new Dreamcast Japanese game consoles a years ago. after. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're the Dreamcast era. We well, yeah, cause left I'm, this shit behind. Like, Street Fighter Alpha 2 on Super Nintendo ran like, shit, it was time to give it up. <laughs> yeah, because when did N64 come out in Japan? 96. It was 96, just like yeah. US. Okay, so, yeah, four or five years. That's, that's a really long time to yeah. be bringing it out for the last system. That's crazy. And then there's Fire Emblem 6, which people are wondering, well, why didn't they make this the first Fire Emblem, given that Roy was in Melee? Yeah. Having played it, I can tell you why. That game is really fucking hard. Mm. Yeah. Like, that mm. would have been a bad place to start. 7 kind of eases you... Well, that's the one we got, the one with uh, Lynn and Hector and Eli Wood and, and those folks. It is a much better game for a beginning Fire Emblem player because it kind of teaches you the ropes. Mm. And that's... For, for territories that never got the game before is crucial. Actually, talking about games in different generations, like especially N64, uh, mm-hmm. is a pretty yeah. good lead into our... like the most mellow battle music I've ever heard. Is this is this Mother 3? This uh, is Mother 3! <laughs> I mean, but this is coming, right? Is it? Nobody's no. ever said Nobody it knows. We, I mean, we've heard rumors all the time that mm-hmm. it's coming, it's coming. It. I'd say it will probably come eventually, but who knows? Like, but Nintendo the, actually put out Earthbound Beginnings. beginnings. Yes. So if that can happen, which is... Much less playable than this. It, it, the yes. beginning, beginning was a dress rehearsal mm-hmm. for for Earthbound, pretty yeah. much. It was like kind of a more of a prototype. That it was a full game. Don't get me wrong. And but they do it when we're listening to fans, and we also don't have anything for fans for a while. And well, remember, we're in a year where they launched a Zelda. Or they launched Zelda and Mario in the same year. Yeah. Those have never come out in the same year, let alone the first year of the console. Speaking of fans, an entire fan translation yeah. exists of Mother Three. Mother Three. Oh, yeah. It's ready to be brought. Well, I mean, if Nintendo trusts that translation, no, no. that will never ever happen. <laughs> right. Never. right. Never yeah. ever happen because if they if they if they commission one fan uh, translation, it'll encourage all fan translations, yeah, and then they'll have to pay every fan forever. But again, and there's a Japanese pride thing. Even though we have never gotten this game, we've gotten the main character because of Smash Brothers. Yes. That's so Lucas. Weird. I know. I'm looking Luke, at his yeah. amiibo right now. Yeah. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> Who are you? Why did I have to fight a giant stone version of you in the Wii version? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that, this is pretty weird. It seems... I don't know. I think when shit starts dying down, E3's over, releases stop coming out, 2019, Mother 3 is coming now. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Anything could I happen. I mean, they still don't have Switch Virtual they Console. They still don't have a Virtual Console. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh my god, they put they put Mario... That like, would be a hell of a way to launch it, though. Yeah, totally. By the way, guys, Mother 3! I don't Whoa! I don't think they will have it. I don't think they're going to call it Virtual Console when they do launch it. Because mm-hmm. they already have old games that they put on the system. It technically doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's just a downloadable game. It was just a brand. It was a brand they used mm-hmm. to basically say, hey, you're emulating other consoles. But mm-hmm. there's nothing to stop them from putting any game they want in the eShop. Yep. So it's, yeah, it's That's Virtual Console. That's what Neo doing, so... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, especially when you take into account their online service, which has to be coming out soon right the official online service no idea like, well it, it has to be coming out with smash pretty I, much. I, I think it's going to launch w- alongside smash well when when is that coming out do they have a date uh, it's this year it, they said it's best buy looking for game deals has a pre-order page yeah. so it's got to be imminent well how great would it be that this is okay let's but just they, do but a little the switch also added support for 
USB headsets yeah. uh, yes. last week. Yeah. Which, remember, to play online, you only could use that fucking Splatoon oh, app. God. Oh, man. I will say, with our usual luck, uh, Nintendo will probably <laughs> announce <laughs> this us. between uh, this recording yeah. and when I yeah. am ready yeah. to put it out. So, Here we go. Uh, we Here's can... my fantasy booking. They will announce the online service coming alongside Smash, and the first free game you will get, because that service is, is promising one or two retro games a month, is Mother 3. Mm. Fantasy book, and if it happens, I will be the king of the nerds that want imports. Yeah. <laughs> and if the not, I will be... that right. no one will hear until <laughs> yeah. after they have been That's made. Right. Like, I just like the idea. It, it doesn't have to be... It doesn't have to be Xbox Live Gold. Be Xbox Game Pass. Nintendo. Right. It is $10 yep. a month. I would pay $10 a month for awesome retro re-releases that weren't yeah. available in the, Absolutely. In the, in the yeah. store. I but would totally Instead, they're that. giving you one or two, and then they're taking them away after... Yeah, after but yeah. but if they launched it with something like that, probably like Mario 64 and right. fucking Mother 3, like, Jesus Christ, of course I need this service. I have to have yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. But none of you are mentioning the best thing about Mother 3, which is that you get a dog Ooh. as a permanent party member. So play the trumpet and then yeah. bend notes. Yeah, I feel like I sort of did play Mother Three. I played Undertale, and Undertale was the mm. spiritual successor. Yeah, they, to like your, you, uh, you look at Mother Three, and it's like there's clearly a lot of similarities. Yeah, this and Undertale. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, Mother Three, like kind of bizarre fantasy world that it takes place in, like as opposed to uh, Earthbound, which is like sort of like the real world. Like this is like, yeah, come see these. Uh, Dragon T Rexes that uh, came by to show us their babies, and uh, <laughs> now you're switching roles, and you're a cowboy who's being followed around by this dog this whole time. And uh, when I said uh, N64 earlier, this was originally being developed for the 64DD. Yes, for yeah. the the N64. Then it got dropped. Then it came out for the GBA, kind of late in the GBA's life cycle. That might have also been a factor in it not coming over. Uh, I have also heard uh, from a friend of the show that uh, there might be like some uh, characters with very vague genders that uh, might no. prevent Nintendo from wanting to localize Not in these it divisive in the US. times. Mm. <laughs> We're yeah. out of bathrooms, people. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I need to build more. Uh. I need to learn how to build bathrooms in Minecraft. That's never been a problem localizing no. something. I don't think. I don't think. Oh, bathrooms it. either. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, they're just toilets. Yeah, even though the ones you know, I don't want to take a shit in that little metal vagina. Japan thinks I should sit like squat over. That's awful. have some more caviar. <laughs> <laughs> right. God, it was the perfect time to interrupt me. The oh, joke was going was. nowhere, and it no was. one liked it. <laughs> but that's what their toilets look like. They look like an upside down taco. <laughs> You're talking about the squat toilets? Yeah, dude, that shit's gross. I thought you meant like the super well, advanced beating toilets. That, that, they that is a healthier position yeah, to yes. do your poop in. Oh, uh-huh. like what the squatty potty yes. advertises? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just That's worried about the say. rim of my asshole touching the side of that because you know you people should feel be. it. I should be. My asshole's huge. Well, you don't you don't touch your asshole to it. You just I don't mean to, but it, it, <laughs> you hover. You it hover. Looks more like a baboon's butt. Like, like a puckering Bugs Bunny. Like Do you just have hemorrhoids, fu- Chris? And you're not. Is that us? what those are? Yeah. I call it my anus wreath. Gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what? Happened? Well, that's probably as good a place as any to stop talking about Mother Three. <laughs> Mammy. Ah. Uh, anyway, that's been our top five. Uh, we're gonna take a little break. When we come back, we'll talk about some uh, news, some community responses, some other stuff. So stay tuned. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
get scratching. Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more 30, 20, and 10 years ago this very week with our show 30 2010. Here's a clip from 1998. Much more notable, terrible movie Carrot Tops, Chairman of the Board. The one and only <gasps> Carrot Top starring vehicle in my town. This movie came straight to the 50 Cent Check and Run Theater. <laughs> it, it had its premiere there. I am not going to play you a, tri- a clip from the trailer. Instead, mm-hmm. I'm going to play one of my favoriteest clips uh, on the internet. My favorite ever talk show appearance. Norm MacDonald <laughs> is on Conan O'Brien, who is interviewing Courtney Thorne Smith, the leading lady of Ch- Care Top Chairman of the Board. And Norm MacDonald does the most unprofessional thing I can imagine <laughs> someone doing on a talk show. But uh, what's the movie going to be called? Really? Well, I know what it's going to be called. <laughs> yeah, what's that? <laughs> If it's got Carrot Top in it, you know what a good name for it would be? What's that, Norm? Box Office Poison. <laughs> I like the show! She's in What about my <laughs> Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on LazerTimePodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome back oh. to Woo! our third segment. Everybody, wake the fuck up. We I'm still got now. another I'm thing fine. to do. I'm awake. <laughs> uh, beginning with... Take my advice, do as I say. Save a little money for a rainy day. What are you buying? What indeed? Yeah, Game Deal Zirkoff's uh, Super Mario Run is on a rare <laughs> 50% off sale on iOS and Android. And you can get Sea of Thieves for two months free via Two Xbox. weeks free. Two months. Two months. It's one month, I, be- uh-huh. I believe. There's a 30 day uh, trial, I want to say. There's a 30 thir- day trial. It's the 14 day trial. I know but because you, I signed if, up for it last if night. If you select uh-huh. auto renew for uh-huh. your Game Pass, you get an extra month. Huh. Uh, yeah. And 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 it's it's strange. It's a brand new game, and with Xbox Live Games, Xbox Live Game Pass is that what it's called? I think it's just Xbox, Xbox Game, Pass. Game, Pass. Game Pass. Yeah, it works for PC. You need Xbox Live Gold to use yeah. it on your Xbox, mm-hmm. but you don't for PC. So, so we don't get paid, by the way, by Game Pass. This I know this sounds like a commercial. It's actually a really good deal. I went on there, and I played through DMC just using the service. What's great about it, it's not streaming games like mm-hmm. PlayStation Now. They're full game downloads. Mm-hmm. It just gives you the rights to those games. Mm-hmm. And so it's you don't have to deal with any of the lag and other stuff that comes through streaming. Um, it's a good deal regardless, even without Sea of Thieves. I highly encourage you, check it out if you haven't. At least there will probably be a few games on your backlog that you've been meaning to play mm-hmm. that you can play if you don't like Sea of Thieves. It's, it's a really good deal. Microsoft is promising this first-party support. If I could name another Microsoft first-party game, <laughs> uh, I'd Forza. say it's a great deal. Forza! But that one they mm. did not announce as being part of the program, so I'm waiting to I see. I thought they Forza. did a while back. They said they would incorporate first-party. I mean, press. Halo 5 is, if you've been it putting is. that yeah, on. It is. So. I just can't think of any new stuff. So, yeah, no. we're not currently advertisers of Microsoft, but, hey, if you'd like to advertise Microsoft and you're listening, yeah, yeah, yeah. give us a call. So, question. Um, have they solved the problem that some people have been having of, like, their the games they bought on disc aren't working the moment they let their subscription lapse? What? For Game Pass or Live? Yeah. Oh, is that a rights issue where it, it grants yeah, your... Yeah, there, like, there are a couple people who are reporting problems with that with games like Halo 5. I would imagine if you uninstall the online version and then reinstall the disc, that would probably take Apparently care of that. Apparently that, yeah. that, that hasn't been working for some folks. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, I don't know what to do then. So, uh... Be, yeah, beware, be careful about yeah. uh, streaming the games you already own. Mm, good, good um, yeah, it's a shitty week for game deals, people. I'm not going to lie. 
Uh, but but a site called Fanatical that I've never heard of has some really great deals on PC games. Uh, and you get an additional 10% off with the code SPRING10. Uh, Mortal Kombat XL, 6 bucks. Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor, 350 Wow. Nice. Um, LA Noir Complete, um, $8. And one of my favorite games of last year, Overcooked for four eighty nine. Walmart has South Park the Fractured Butthole for nineteen uh, ninety. Ooh, nice! Wow. The best year, by the way. Uh, and <laughs> and you can get near Automata this week on PlayStation in the PlayStation Store for thirty dollars. You can get near a tomato for thirty dollars. Automato, um, and and also it's your last chance. Best Buy Gamers Club Unlocked, whatever the fuck that thing is. Mm-hmm. I'm not a member. You need them. Uh, members are running at a time to get Far Cry Five for twenty percent off with the GCU and an additional ten. Dollar gift card, making the game insanely cheap for a new release. If you're getting it anyway, um, um, I will say if there's still a Toys R Us standing in your area, it's a great place to get copper wire for free. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Just go rip it out of the walls. They have to let you take it. It's the law. <laughs> it, it is. Please don't do that. By the way, <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> no, do it. Spray paint laser time rules. <laughs> we need the publicity. Um, Times are tough right Please now. Please don't jizz in the Yu-Gi-Oh cards. No, that no. was a real problem when there were all those abandoned homes with the housing crisis. Mm-hmm. People were going to those homes and just stripping out the copper wire because copper is super rare now. So. I don't know why I'm I mean, only watching Flintown on Netflix, but that's a problem right now. Yeah. Like today <laughs> yeah. in Detroit. Um, yes, in a humble bundle this week, 11 games, some of which aren't even announced yet, but you can get Tropico 5, any single variation of that, N++, or, well, Rusty Lake's Roots, and more to come for like five dollars uh pretty deep pretty neat that's game deals game deal. beep, beep. take my advice do as i say save a little money for a rainy day thank you so you're just, welcome just so you know <laughs> heidi was not going through lamaze there she was blowing into my mst3k kickstarter keychain ah, oh, i didn't uh, know the mic was picking that up oh, oh yeah totally. oh yeah it picks up everything <laughs> i had a little asmr in going all. in my ear right there <laughs> nice nice oh yeah <laughs> is there any more beer no uh, uh but there is plenty of The Guillermo Brothers strike back, baby! Vivendi sells all of its shares in Ubisoft. They won! Ubi won! Yay! Uh, So, (laughs) as you may or may not know, Vivendi was sort of trying to take over Ubisoft in maybe a not-so-nice hostile means, even. Um, And it was announced uh, this week that they sold off all of their shares. Not only did they sell them off, they cannot buy any shares for another five years. Uh, most of the shares were bought back by uh, the GMO brothers as kind of a conglomerate. Um, and an interesting tidbit thrown in here, Tencent now owns a 5% share in a deal that's going to help Ubisoft kind of expand development in China. And here's a quote from Eve himself. Uh, finally... Finally, the new strategic partnership agreement, that is my Eve, uh, we signed will enable Ubisoft to accelerate its development in China in the coming years and fully leverage a market with great potential. So congratulations to all of my Ubisoft friends, including the shill sitting to my left, Michael, and myself who used to work at Ubisoft. (laughs) Yeah, it looks like things are good for now. The, The Tencent thing like Ubisoft has already entered into a partnership with Tencent and, uh, if you don't know Tencent, like, this is one of the biggest 
entertainment conglomerates yep. on the face yep. of yep. the planet. Mm-hmm. Like Kong Skull Island was had a ten cent logo right mm-hmm. at the beginning. Like they yeah. produced that the movie. Like, phone game is them. Yes. And yeah. They are. They basically own mobile gaming in mm. China. Don't they own Riot? They, they are they own the ones that own gaming? Yeah, yeah. They. Yeah. They're involved Live with gaming. Riot. They're they're kind of leading the charge. They yeah. they mm-hmm. kind of just own gaming in China. Period. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. China. Yeah. So this yeah this could mean a lot of growth in China for Ubisoft, which means good mm-hmm. things for the company in general. So we could be sitting next to a future millionaire, folks. <laughs> oh, um, how about this? Um, there's so many announcements in the GDC. It's hard being Maddie. Little C. Uh, Nintendo Strike uh, Nindies Showcase Spring 2018. They announced a bunch of new games coming to the Switch, including... How about this? Luminous Remastered. Saw that. Um, Lumines, please. Uh, Lumines, yes. How about on, one, of, one of the favorites of Friend of the Show, Exiled Employee, um, He Who Shall Not Be Named. West of Loathing uh, is coming to the Switch. The Banner Saga 3, as well as 1 and 2, will be coming. Um, Mark of the Ninja Remastered is coming to the Switch. Nidhogg 2 and Hyper Light Drifter. Woo! So lots of lots of nindies, lots of really good games on that list, and they will all be hitting the Switch soon. Yeah, so, I was kind of surprised. Fortnite is on mobile. Why isn't it coming to Switch? That, that seems like a, a no-brainer. I'm not question. sure the Switch can handle well, it. If a phone can do it, the Switch can do weren't it. Weren't we just talking right, about right, Nintendo right, right, having right. a lack of an online service and needing to plug in your cell phone to chat with people? Yeah, that, yeah. that might be a thing. Yeah, uh, could be. But anyway, I'm glad the... Let the Nintendo Indie eShop is uh, really shaping up to be nice. There's a lot yeah, of uh, there's also a lot of weird little Japanese games there. I really like to go and explore, and yeah. it's a lot better for finding stuff than Steam is nowadays. Steam is just totally. a cesspit. Yeah, but yeah. Quality, quality quality control is now synonymous with Nintendo in yeah. a way it hasn't. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, the, the, the seal, Nintendo's seal of approval. Even though lots of those games are very broken. Yeah, well, it, it, that's the thing. I, I will say Steam, uh, Xbox, PS4, it would be really great if you surfaced your new releases in a way that was easier for me to find. Uh, especially Steam, like, I, I, I know you really want to sell me weird indie games, but uh, you know, I, I do like to see like the new releases in, in a no-effort way. Like, just mm-hmm. what's out today? Well, you do know that I mean, Steam sells based on your browsing habits, Michael. So if you're calling them weird releases, that's on mm-hmm. you, that's right. buddy. I do own uh, roughly 800 weird games and 34 uh, AAA games it's on this, Steam. So. This, this, that dozen completions of Hotful Boyfriend has really affected <laughs> everything you recommended. you got to get all the indies. I've never completed it, but I have bought it all. Mm. <laughs> Uh, how about this? Who's excited for Modern Warfare 2 Remaster coming this year? What? <coughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so surprise, surprise, after the success of Modern Warfare Remastered, a listing popped up that IGN found, I want to say the listing was in Italy, of Modern Warfare Not 2 Remastered yeah. on um, in Amazon in Italy. It Here's what's interesting. It's priced at uh, 19.99 euro. You like it a Probably pride? 20 bucks. You um, like it a And it raises the question... Will this be available as a standalone game, or will it have to be a uh, pack-in promo like the last remaster was? Hmm. I feel like the last. Are they going to add an okay some Russian level? Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Especially after last week's news about that being included in the infamous White House violent mm-hmm. video game violence Remember. clip. Oh, Mild Russian. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Speaking With of you, mandatory you mentioned... Putin DLC. <laughs> I save everything. I stand in front. I take all bullets. <laughs> um, so you mentioned Fortnite a little bit ago, and we were talking about the mobile version of that is in beta. 
a mobile version of PUBG is out. Another Fortnite story that you could not avoid this past weekend. Drake and Ninja, uh, the stream, broke the internet, broke all oh, kinds yes. of records. Um, he had over 600,000 people watching the stream at one time, a Twitch record. And then it came out earlier this week, Ninja himself, who is, a, I guess, a famous Fortnite streamer, mm-hmm. he pulls in over 500K per month. Yeah, uh, dollars. Yeah, not subscribers. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he has lots of subscribers, but $500,000 per month just streaming Fortnite. But yeah, the, the stream itself was awesome because Drake kicks ass at Fortnite. Yeah. He's like really good. <laughs> yeah, that, that's so it's so weird that it came like that game. I don't know. It didn't come out of nowhere because we, we streamed it the day it came out when yeah. it was when it had no battle royale mode. Yeah. And I thought it was entertaining as fuck. Yeah. Well, a lot um, of people liked it, but it was dying rapidly yeah. until they launched that yeah. Battle Royale mode. I was thinking, how weird must it be for the developers? Like, well, we spent all this time developing this mode this in this idea. game, but you only liked it when we added Battle Royale. Dude, we, you and I were probably sitting next to each other at E3 when they announced that game. It was mm-hmm. so long ago. Mm. I never thought I'd see the light of day, let alone that it would actually take hold. Yeah. yeah. You and, mentioned E3. Oh, sorry, Michael, do you have I, one more I thing was just going to say, was like, that other news story about, like, like un- oh, not Unreal. Epic had just quietly closed a game that like came and went no one noticed. Like oh, a, a MOBA. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Paragon. Paragon. And, and then, they like, still have one of... Is it Unreal? There's a free-to-play... But they, they, all shooter. those assets, if you use the Unreal Engine, you yeah. can use not only those assets, but those characters and yeah. anything yeah. you want. But if, yeah. you, if you had asked me, like, two years ago, like, uh, do you think you can possibly go wrong with a, uh, a very colorful survival game about killing zombies and building, building forts? Yeah. Like, I would say, no, that's no. amazing. Everyone will buy that. And, yeah. and yes, it's like, well, they're more interested in just killing each other. Well, that, okay. that's what's hard if you played Battle Royale. Like, the, the building stuff is still in it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and the, the good players, they use that to the full extent. Totally. They, be, they will, if you watch a good player stream, they will build staircases around their opponent, jump off the staircase, and then fire as they're, like, falling down on that's top of the guy. Nuts. And that's one thing people noticed is Drake is really good, but he kind of was focusing just on shooting the entire time, whereas Ninja was the guy, you know, building all the cool stuff and saying, mm. okay, come over here and, yeah, hide behind this, and then we're going to take I was, some I was down. having a serious industry conversation with someone about esports, and I'm like, Fortnite is making esports look fucking stupid. Because everything <laughs> esports is supposed to do, Fortnite is doing by like, that was just funny. Yeah. That was right. awesome. In a competitive game where everybody understands the stakes, but yeah. like it allows for this randomness that's easily clipped. Yeah. Great. Show me a guy getting a headshot when, you know, the clock's running out. Who gives a shit? But Fortnite is something completely different. Like, it's, this guy built a wall around his opponent in four yeah. seconds. I don't know. Like it's just it's <laughs> funny. I think what it's, esports tries to do is it's anything that is fun to watch has some common characteristics. Either tension, mm-hmm. which I think that's where PUBG shines. That yeah. is a fucking horror movie totally. that you just happen to shoot a gun. Fortnite has comedy, comedy. and it's emerging gameplay, crazy. like crazy mm-hmm. situations, and that is fun to watch. And mm-hmm. you're right. What a lot of esports tries, they're trying to create that tension through they artificial were trying to create means. Drama and yeah. Fortnite was yeah. like. Well, this is going to be silly. Like you'll never be able to. Like it's it's what sports is supposed to be. You can't predict the outcome of right. this. But this outcome was way crazier. It wasn't a fumble. It wasn't a uh, hmm. related Fortnite news. Fortnite. Uh, 
Pornhub has reported that <laughs> searches for Fortnite are up 834%. Uh, Look, and of course that's led to uh, memes of the, like the, the Drake yes no meme with like uh, Overwatch porn, yeah. Fortnite porn. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm so waiting I, for the uh, Talk Radar Guitar Hero video to resurface on, look, on a porn channel any day now. I thought my internet was broken when I did all that. <laughs> but I, it just wasn't returning my results. When you search for Fortnite 834 times. It's Sorry, a long I, week. What were you going to say, Heidi? <laughs> Sorry, we jumped in. And... I was just going to make a terrible joke about how many times do you think Bellborn was searched for porn in the last three years? <laughs> <laughs> Battleborn <laughs> Mushroom Guy. Yeah. Uh, Battleborn <laughs> Snuff. I want to see him dead. <laughs> dead. <laughs> oh no! Whatever. That's my home run. Um, so you were talking about E3 earlier, Chris. Uh, Microsoft is changing things up for E3 this year in some major By ways. Abandoning video games. They will no longer be in West Hall, which they've been a staple of West Hall for. I mean, that it's West Hall is practically West Hall is Sony and Microsoft. It's Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo. South Hall, and then there's Sega and, and a couple other companies around them, typically. Mm-hmm. But now they're gone. They have moved across the street. Oh, uh, I think oh that's right. <laughs> I think it's, I, <laughs> it's a parking no, lot, Chris. That's, okay, that's okay. Devolver Digital. That's where they <laughs> tend to go in E3. No, I think they're going at where the fan experience was last year. And they're doing um, – it's very similar to what EA has been doing the past couple of years. So they're having their press conference in the Microsoft Theater. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. And then they have their fan experience as well as that's where they're showing all the games. So this is huge. They are doing this in conjunction with the ESA. So they're not just saying we're going to go do our own thing. Mm-hmm. This is still technically part of E3. This is just them coming up with a more public way to show their games so the public can play it without just having industry folks playing those games. So Good if anything, it's, it's, it's another sign of how E3 does need to evolve and change to stay relevant. Mm-hmm. I was worried you were going to say they moved down to like Kentia Hall, which was like where it used to be. I remember like writing a thing in 2005, like if E3 is a sink, Kentia yeah. Hall is the drain. Is that the <laughs> one? They no longer call it Kentia. It's, is it Concourse Hall now? It's, it's the one that's between the two main halls, it's, right? It's the Fortnite hall. It's, it's, it's like underneath one of the halls. I think it's underneath mm. the South Hall. Mm, okay. I say. okay. Um, but Laszlo uh, Holyfield goes down there during yeah. the show. It used to be like where uh, all the... That's a real genius pull, man. Come on oh now. That's right. It's Uncle Rico. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. It's like where like all the bullshit like budget stuff or weird Korean dance games like, would show up. Yeah. No, Cooking <laughs> Mama got to be in a regular hall. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Kentia Hall was more like Here's some socks for your controllers. Yeah. That's where Atari would appear nowadays. They'd be like, hey, come check out the Atari speaker hat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, so one last piece of news I found, oh. and this is related. This is a phenomenon that happens a lot now. People announcing an announcement. So Square teased the announcement of, tomb, of the new Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which mm-hmm. is a game that sort of leaked a couple yeah, of years that, ago that people knew it existed been, been out yeah. there for a while so we should be getting a full announcement anytime now oh, but they teased the announcement and sonic r they had a sonic r tease like last friday oh, have not followed right. up on it that's right huh. but it wasn't r because r was on foot and it was a car, clearly a car with a headlight revving up Oh yeah, there was a Sonic Kart game though, right? A Sonic Tag There sonic was. It, it, it looks like Sonic Racing, but like yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but like those Sonic Racing games, really good cards. People love those games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really uh, those games, games are fantastic. So oh. they they tease the announcement like they did for Tomb Raider. They they been... show a car revving up, the Sonic logo, and one R lighting up in what's clearly the word racing. Oh, but okay. I don't know why they let everybody believe Sonic R, a game 
I thought I liked when I ha- only had a Saturn. Um, <laughs> but supersonic racing. Yes. Right on the ground. Everybody's everybody's supersonic racing. Mm-hmm. Really, everybody. Everybody <laughs> is as fast as Sonic, even Doctor Robotnik. Everybody. All right. Okay. So I have a little bit of news I want to talk about. So yeah. uh, anybody here following, following Soul Calibur Six? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Ah, did you see the guest character reveal? Yeah. Well, we we talked about the rumored reveal uh, recently of Geralt of Rivia, and, and that was confirmed. That was one hundred percent confirmed. Yeah. And, and the gameplay the looks really great. Yeah, I mean, the character model looks on point. He yeah. looks like he fits into that world. He might yeah. be one of the best Soul Calibur guest characters so far. Mm. Yeah. Weirdly, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Vader? Well, <laughs> or, or Starkiller? <laughs> I don't or know. Or Ezio? I, I just think it was a really good move, because it, it's like totally out of nowhere. Like, mm-hmm. no one would predict that, but that is the most emergent, best Newish game character. Vader's a fucking forty-year-old character, and he has really <laughs> cool powers. I'm anxious. So they already announced he's going to use his Witcher powers, which are things that'll like stop people in their tracks. He's also going to be using a lot of the potions and other things that he enhances oh. himself before fights. I wonder how mm. that fits in the gameplay. If that's going to be more of like a taunt thing, or if actually you can power yourself up, like maybe go into berserker mode before fighting. Mm. It'd be that sounds like. A neat way to do things like different uh, stances if it, if it would right. give yeah. him uh, yeah. access to different attacks and whatnot. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a great point, actually. And I'm wondering if he's going to have different swords or just like the one signature sword. I mean, because in Witcher, you you do change out swords quite often. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's definitely an intriguing choice that lends itself well to uh, new gameplay styles. Yeah, and I think, yeah. I mean, Geralt in general is just a kick-ass character. I would mm-hmm. love to see more of Geralt anywhere we're going to have it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to what Gerald does. <laughs> Gerald. Gerald McBoing Boing. That's right. That's right. Gerald McBathtub. Ah, yeah, yep, that yep, better yep. that better be that, a victory yes, yes, animation. Yes, absolutely. God, that'd be so fucking funny. <laughs> just falls back in it. Just falls back in that uh, Camera zooms in. I, d- I do love that, like, PC Gamer made, made just a thing out of, like, yeah, we're trolling people by... Running this image, they over and don't over again. run a story about Witcher Three no. without the Batham yeah. picture. It's fucking wonderful. It's tradition now, and I have I have their Bible, by the way, and like that was not in there, and I would have been happy to like add that in PC mm. Gamers Bible. Yeah, had a right. Yes, style guides. Yeah, I think I think you left before that became a thing. I did, but yeah. like that's an awesome thing to add in mm-hmm. there. No Witcher story can be without this they, image. They should they should uh, not only do that, but like add a GIF of like that weird scorpion thing crawling down to his crotch that happens in the. That, that same scene. Excuse me? Play Witcher 3, people. Oh, it's been a while. Yeah. I, I'm, wait, I'm holding out, though, for the Dante announcement so that we can get the albino threesome we've all been waiting for of uh, Geralt yes. and, and Ivy and Dante. Yes. Oh, Make baby. it happen, <laughs> fan modders. He's uh, the white wolf, baby. Yeah. Uh, well, like, let's go into the community segment, oh. which is always segmenting, is segmenting our community. community. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week's awkwardly phrased question of the week was, what is That's a drunk. game that is controversial in your own life? I loved these stories. Yeah, there were some really good ones that came out of and, this. And, and very, like, way more people that, than I thought who grew up religious. And, like, oh, yeah. all yeah. of a sudden, like, with a, with a hot-button issue... Your hobby is in jeopardy from your parents. Like mm-hmm. they never, who never questioned anything you ever did. So yeah. Heidi, did you ever? Was there ever a game that was like personally controversial for you that you felt you had to hide from people? Personally controversial? Eh, Clearly well. not. You see, which kind of game she plays? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to. I have to play my mobile games and touch my wife. Mm-hmm. Ah. 
So, hmm, I'm trying to th think here. I, I guess, like, for a while I was I was kind of embarrassed to say what kind of games I like because, you know, it, it, it was hard because games were very much perceived as a boys thing. Yeah, and mad so, or nothing, Nancy. And so I didn't really want to tell people that, you know, oh man, I'm looking through this like Ninja Gaiden guide and thinking, man, this game looks so cool because that's not right. This game, this game isn't for girls. I'm looking at looking at all these arcade games and feeling like, oh, I can't play these. These are boy games. And it took, That's it took, bullshit. Yeah. It took a while. Like, it took until, like, Chin Lee showed up in Street Fighter 2 that I'm like, hey, there's a girl in this. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's okay to play matters. this stuff. Yeah. It took until awesome. uh, McDonald's Kids, the treasure game. I'm like, oh, playable woman. MC Kids? MC, that's the one. Yeah. MC and Kids. Global Gladiators, the Genesis only sequel. Well, uh, first response. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's uh, not dive oh, into the man. irony that of is... McDonald's making a game about eco-warriors. Well, it's no Burger King brand games, right? Yeah, with the, That's true. We'll never the king have those sneaking again. around and sneaking the king It's no awesome possum. Oh, awesome what possum. is? Let's be honest. What is? Yeah. Uh, first responder, Laser Time Rule says, I guess the most controversial game I played was the original MK for Genesis. My parents really didn't give a shit, so I never had to hide the game. But at the time, it was in the news. He got red because it's... He's the first responder. I love yeah. you, Laser yes. Time Rules. Yeah. Uh, but everybody else, like, it was odd because you're seeing how parents react to news about games without ver thinking very much about the games they're giving children throughout the last 20 years. Uh, Trick, the uh, TM, says, like many other kids at the time, my parents barred me from playing Pokemon for a while due to their belief that it would cause seizures like the anime did in Japan. <laughs> oh. It took a few months to finally convince them that uh, they removed the offending episode and the game wasn't really an issue. Huh. Yeah. Well, there was that urban myth about uh, one of the towns that had gotten removed from a Pokemon game that was also causing seizures or was causing kids to die or something. Oh, it's, shit. it's like a creepy pasta. Is that Lavender Town? Yeah, I think so. The, I think so. You, you meet all the ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, you meet all the ghosts and like the music is backwards. Mm -hmm. And I I can't tell if it was a real thing or if it is just an urban it's, myth. It's just a creepy pasta. Okay. I love right. the next uh, one. But yeah, Jason Cromer says, when I got my NES... I fondly remember my dad playing things like Super Mario Brothers and Castlevania with me. We'd take turns, and I loved discovering new levels and areas with him. Then one day, I bought Tetris. My dad loved Tetris. It became the only game he would play until we got Dr. Mario, and then he'd switch between the two. I love both of those games and still play them today, but he got ridiculously good at them and could go long periods of time playing at the highest speed and difficulty. When I would play, then he'd criticize my blocker or pill placement. It got to where I only enjoyed playing them when he wasn't at home. Uh, if we played two-player, it was no fun for me because he was so good that my side of the screen was constantly being spammed with stray pill pieces and I never had breathing room to recover. Two. On the rare occasion that I could get him to play a different game with me, he'd act like he wasn't into it. Savage. I love both of those games now, but as a kid, I kind of resented that they took away something he and I had bonded over. That's like a really good cautionary tale yeah. for like yeah. a, being a friend and a parent. Kids, like, don't let yep. your parents get into video games. Yeah, yeah, just don't get too into what your kids are into. Mm, bad mm. too. Uh, hey, buddy, you got to move your car. So and let, <laughs> slow down. And let me get in. Simpsons reference. Talking Simpsons, everyone. Uh, my family was really cool with letting me play whatever I wanted. However, as a 30-something married man, I, found, I find myself feeling rather uncomfortable playing games around my wife, i.e. Lollipop Chainsaw. The game itself is uh, obviously ridiculous, but there's a boss battle where bad, a bad guy literally throws curse words at you. His name is Zed. 
He's loud and rude. My wife is very PC. Uh, so having a man call a woman a whore saying he jizzed in his pants put me in a weird spot. My wife obviously didn't say anything and probably doesn't care, but it's my own uncomfortableness that uh, makes me feel this way. But he's the bad guy. It's being held up as a behavior not to emulate. Yeah, I don't know if the mm. wife sees it that way. Mm. She walks if, by if the room. If you're walking by. That's yeah. true. Now, excuse me. I'm going to go play Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball uh, in front of her. <laughs> Wish me luck. <laughs> Zed's no. dead, baby. Zed's dead. Uh, Amateur Knight says, Growing up in a strict Christian home, I've had many experiences with controversial games. Aside from Pokemon and other games that are obviously satanic, obviously, my most notable confrontation was with Fire Emblem for GBA. I've always loved the Super Smash Bros. series, and after playing as Marth and Roy, we were just talking about them, hey. in Melee, so I guess that's when they must have been introduced, mm-hmm. I knew I needed to play whatever game they were featured in. I was around 10 when I got my first copy of Fire Emblem, but little did I know that this game contained multiple forms of magic and at certain points allowed you to visit a fortune teller to discuss strategy. Somehow mom found out and mommy no likey. She immediately suggested that I throw it away. Suggested in quotes, by Mm -hmm. the way. I did, but bought it again with my own money sometime later after convincing her that it was really was an acceptable form of entertainment. She changed her mind. I threw it away again. (laughs) Waited a while. Bought it again secretly. Mom found it. The process continued, but I guess at that point, my soul was sold and my brain washed. I've bought Fire Emblem at least five times. I love that game. So I didn't grow up raised Christian, but I chose to be Christian uh, and went to a Christian summer camp. And I remember in, in the sermons they gave to kids, constantly referenced, and this is like, uh, let's say, 92, Ouija boards were constantly referenced uh, yes. as a scourge in like... Yeah. We have one. We have one. And I, I showed my Catholic grandmother. She didn't know what the deal was either. Like, is this bad? Like, but they were made by, like, uh, they, Parker Brothers they, or yes, something. Yes, the fucking <laughs> gateway to the Dark Lord does not come by a Milton Bradley. Okay, like, thank you, thank you. Yeah, Milton Bradley. Well, I learn to stay away from them when I saw that movie fucking Witchboard and The Gate. That's all you need to know. Stay away from Ouija boards. And then I saw Ghost and then it's like, oh, okay. It's heavy okay. metal. <laughs> I mean, I, I never was, like, my parents were never really that uh, religious. No, my, that, my parents that weren't, but the, uh, where I went. Yeah, but, like, for me, it was the kids that I grew up around. Mm-hmm. Like, they were all, like, hardcore totally. Christian weirdos. And so, like, they'd tell me about, like, devil music and, like, oh, this is bad. This is shameful. And that's how, like, right. when I got my first porn in junior high, I ended up, like, burning it in a ditch out of guilt and then telling confessing to my mom and she's like oh god why did you tell me why did you tell me that <laughs> let's get you a new porn uh, I don't want to talk to you this much come on baby let's go to the store mommy will buy you porn uh, <laughs> but faux macho uh, like me didn't grow up in a strict household but maybe a stern catholic midwestern one I never pushed any boundaries growing up. I remember how big of a deal it felt to, like to rent Rampage World Tour for the N64 because it was Fuck rated sake. teen. Part of my self-censoring was when playing Cruisin' USA. If my Cruising! parents If my parents were in the room, I'd sit right down in front of the TV and put my foot over the bikini-wearing <laughs> starter girl, covering the image so my parents wouldn't see a game-rated kids to adults. Yeah, unless they're walking out of Walmart anywhere yeah. in the world. <laughs> The Years? female form is beautiful. Yeah. 
Years later, in an actual coup, I got my mom to buy me GTA 3, <laughs> having placed my finger conveniently over the M rating. <laughs> I then played it in secrecy, except for taxi and firefighting gameplay. Did my parents actually care, or was it all needlessly self-imposed? I don't know. The only game they ever wouldn't buy me was Contra Shattered Soldier. I just love the idea of this person's parents (laughs) thinking that GTA is a taxi and firefighting simulator. (laughs) What's all the controversy about? What is this hot coffee? Firefighters need coffee. And uh, Rusty Venture (laughs) says, for me it was probably Vice City, which my parents actually bought me in the fourth grade. Probably not uh, knowing actually what it was about. Mom didn't uh, game, and Dad mostly played sports and fighting games. I played it for a long time, beat it, and got into trouble for cursing out a teacher. Uh, Parenthetical, yes, I was a real dick in elementary school. I was basically Craig and got in trouble for cursing out teachers and flipping them off all the time. But I have ADHD, and that was still trying to find the right medication, so maybe they could back off. Uh, after that, my parents took away Vice City. Huh. Uh, I eventually got it back in uh, like the, the sixth or seventh grade or something, but I, I don't think they realized where they hid it. As something of a latchkey kid, uh, it was super easy for me to keep playing it and then slide yeah. it back into their wardrobe huh. in their bedroom when they got home from work. I never had that experience. That's <laughs> I, To me, that's so cool. Rusty Spoons Tour 2004 says... <laughs> My parents never cared about video games and actually supported me in my obsession of games. But I remember having a class project in which the teacher picked the groups. Oh, boy. So instead of being paired with any of my actual friends, I was paired with a very nerdy guy that I never actually talked to. After talking to him for the first time, I found out that his dad was a pastor and his parents wanted me to stay the night on the weekend to work on the project. Oh, dear. I couldn't. Almost guaranteed the most boring sleepover in my life. To my surprise, he was a gamer as well, and we played many of the same games, and we bonded over Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty. After getting our work done playing a few hours of MGS2, he told me his dad was a car nut and bought him a racing game he hadn't tried yet, so I and asked if I wanted to try it out with him. He pulled up the game, Grand Theft Auto 3. <laughs> Not his dad a racing bought game. it without knowing anything about it. He just saw cars and was sold on it. <laughs> So after playing the game until morning with no sleep, with many a hooker murdered and many a head popped off with a sniper rifle, his dad walks in less known breakfast was ready. To his surprise, we were in the middle of courting a lady of the night to the sounds of rush rush to the yayo. He goes up in a rage and yell at his son, telling him that I'm a bad influence on him and immediately gathers me up to take me home. Wow. Meanwhile, telling me that I'm a godless person. Whoa. I basically did a tuck and roll and I got back to my house as he threw the game out the window. So I ended up with a new game and new outlook <laughs> nice. at religious. The nothing, realization that religion is stupid. Thanks, guys. You're the best. Nothing <laughs> nothing indoctrinates a child by telling them they defied God. Mm-hmm. Jesus yeah. Christ. Tact. Tact. There, there are two really long ones that I, re- I want to read. Okay. okay. Um, I, I, I should speak up. I, I'm religious myself. And religion yeah. is not entirely stupid. It's not an anti-religious thing. That's not what I'm yeah, saying. I, uh, I, but, but like... Because uh, most, I, I grew up religious too, and there was no anti. I went to Bible camp because they had 15 Nintendos in arcade games. <laughs> yeah. That's why I went there. No one else had that. No one in the universe. Uh, it was expensive. My parents yelled at me all the time for making me stick <laughs> in that camp. Uh, Handsome Ralph said, oh, I love this story. Ralph. Um, back in 1997, I had just moved to a new school where my cl- my new class was a pretty solid PC uh, for use in the classroom. The teacher let us install games on it without issue. Monster Truck Madness, Chex Quest, all that. Um, even at the age of 11, I knew 
Duke Nukem 3D wasn't a game that should be installed <laughs> on a school computer. No, no. But the install disc did have a demo for Wacky Wheels, which was pretty fun to play. So I brought it, the game uh, in with the intention of only installing Wacky Wheels. Obviously, that didn't happen. <laughs> and one of my classmates went ahead and installed Duke Nukem 3D. Uh, at first, my teacher didn't really seem to mind or even pay attention to my classmates playing the game until she noticed whenever the boys in my class would play the game, they would always stay in the same level the red light district (laughs) at the same spot the strip club pressing the space bar repeatedly to get the same two voice clips and actions shake it baby shake it baby you sound like Robert Loggia there a little bit I'm I'm pretty sure most people can guess what part of the game shake it I'm pretty sure most people can guess what part of the game upset her the most hint it was not the violence Uh, cue my teacher yelling but you can blow up the strippers Really? Yes. Your mom's right, Billy. Not in the N64 version. This broad's going nowhere. Exploderizer, Billy. Um, uh, cue my teacher yelling at me in front of the entire class that I should be ashamed that I brought this filth into school and that she was going to have me suspended, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. The only reason it didn't come to pass is that a few other students vouched that I didn't install the game, and the principal seemed more pissed off at my teacher, weird, mm. uh, uh, that she allowed us to install any game on the computer, let alone mm-hmm. Duke Nukem 3D. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing was a quickly drop, thankfully, but it was a, a fun sneak preview of the moral outrage over sexual uh, content in video games. Oh, yeah. God damn. Yeah. Uh, Andy Best says, My parents left my games alone since I generally wasn't into very violent games, and they trusted me to not be an idiot. However, my best friend's parents hated me for showing him the totally evil works known as Earthbound and Chrono Trigger. What? <laughs> what? God damn it. Oh, yeah. Oh, is there no more? That, that boy that's has why, a sword! That's why no Mother 3. Mm-hmm. Some parents. Franzel Niekberm says, My dad bought Seventh Guest, but broke the discs and threw it away before I could play it, because the menu looked like a Ouija board. Oh. <laughs> See? This is so weird. It is, yeah. there's, I, there's been two Ouija like, board movies. I want to say the box, the... the font on the box was like Ouija board font. Yes, so. kind of. Well, like the, the Ouija board, like this is stupid as fucking superstitious thing. Like, right. You think witchcraft is real? You think a Ouija board is actually contacting spirits of the dead? Come the fuck you on. You gotta lead a sanct- a life of sanctity. Uh, and, and I live in 2018 and, and, and have a phone that can contact anything, but I believe in witchcraft. Only the devil plays light as a feather stiff as a board. <laughs> like, what a, yep. what a dumb thing. Yeah. Uh, semi-fracky. Um, and this is, I love this story, and this has barely anything to do with a game that inadvertently became controversial. And it's near and dear to my heart. Uh, I used to write for a smaller game blog. No, it's no games radar, we, but we did all right. One day, my editor sent an email saying that Joystick was interested in, in someone to write a review of Monster Hunter Try. Nice. Um, since none of the writers had any experience with the series, I sent in some samples of articles uh, I had written uh, about Monster Hunter Freedom Unite. Then got a call from Justin McElroy that night. That I, I McElroy. Got the, it was Justin McElroy <laughs> um, saying I got the job. I thought, awesome, this is my big break. I played through the game, wrote my article, got feedback, made changes, the whole nine yards. Uh, there was a lot of game there, and I had a strict word count, so I had to cram a lot into a couple thousand words. If you boiled down my review into one sentence, it would have said, this is a good Monster Hunter game, but it's not going to be the game that converts all your friends. When the when the deadline rolled around, Justin called me uh, to ask me a, uh, asked me for a brief bio and let me know that review would go up that night. He went out of his way to let me know that he thought the review was entertaining, insightful, and fun to read. And if you already if you didn't already know, Justin McElroy is a um, Justin McElroy. Justin McElroy is a super nice guy. Oh, yeah. I was stoked. Yes. 
The next morning, I got another email from Justin saying, just want to let you know, I still think that you nailed it. You sounded authoritative and funny and likable. Great stuff. But your shit is trash. Uh, So now I'm thinking that's a nice thing uh, for him to send, apropos of nothing. I think I'll check the article and see how it's doing. It was on fire. (laughs) Uh, Poor Justin was in the trenches responding to every blisteringly negative post. I was either too harsh or not harsh enough. I was unqualified. I was a Capcom plant. Or maybe I just didn't. I was trying to just kill Monster Hunter outright. Didn't matter. The point was that Joystick offered their sizable audience the opportunity to get published, and they were going to lash out at whomever got picked. Mm -hmm. I was always told not to read the comments, so I closed the window and took a deep breath. Welcome to Internet. This is where the story goes. Next, I get a call from my editor of our other site. Our site was quickly becoming a 4chan parody. Every article I had ever written, every review, every editorial, every podcast episode went from five or so comments uh, from our regular readers to dozens from angry Monster Hunter fans picking apart everything I had ever done. They attacked my voice. They attacked my taste, my writing style, our site. All in all, uh, some attempt to disqualify my generally positive review on a major game site. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And honestly, if it had stopped there, I probably would have gotten over it. Instead, I get a call from my wife asking if she had gotten hacked. Uh, a couple of uh, strangers were uh, at replying her with sharing pictures for, of us from Facebook, calling her ugly, and of course, calling me gay. Hmm. Uh, she was terrified and angry. I was embarrassed and disheartened. At All this, again... Uh, because I said nice things about a game that they like. How dare you? It took a few weeks to die down. The whole experience wasn't really worth $100 I got for writing the article. I still wrote on our blog for a few months, but eventually the little jabs I uh, I would see every time a Monster Hunter game was announced or released got to me. Honestly, I'm not uh, thick-skinned enough to deal with that kind of abuse as it stands. I, I haven't written anything in almost five years. Oh I still God. boot up. Monster Hunter Freedom Unite from time to time, but I haven't touched a new game. Don't let try. the bastards grind you down. <laughs> well, it's a, it's, it's. A, I, I thought that was neat because it, something that is not controversial in any way. Mm-hmm. This is a port, an enhanced port of a game. Yeah, that's. Well, you remember Monster Hunter Try, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it didn't look great because there were HD games out. We hadn't played anything in this series. It was on Wii. It was on yeah. on on Wii. On Wii. Uh, but a, a game that it sucks that uh, he soured on the series yeah just for trying to be a fan of it and looks like I needed Monster Hunter try harder am I right oh. Oh. well we got some video responses I'm going to try to keep them short in general but uh, we do have an extra long one from uh, Aziz to Jerry Aziz. go fuck yourself but uh, yeah go fuck yourself <laughs> but he as he says it is worth it hey there VGA this is Aziz and uh uh, just a heads up, this is going to be a little bit longer than usual, but trust me, it's worth it. Uh, so, as some of you know, I do live in a place called, you know, let's call it Dubai for safety reasons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where Tom Cruise t- climbed that really tall building and where Vin Diesel thought he shot uh, a few years seven. Uh, that's Abu Dhabi, actually. But yeah, um, <clears throat> the reason why I made this video is because, you know, I, the place I live in has a huge religious... Uh, population and usually they don't care about controversy uh, this stuff but when there's a when there's a preacher that comes in and you know transcribes this controversy and what it quote unquote actually means then people are like oh if the preacher says it that means it's right um, thankfully not a lot of people listen to those crazy minorities 
uh, nowadays. But uh, there's still some lines that we can't cross, unfortunately. Uh, like the upcoming God of War, uh, it's, um, it hasn't released yet, but I'm pretty sure it's gonna be banned. And so, but yeah, thank thank God for the digital USPSN store. And uh, true story. Nak 2 was renamed what it means in Arabic, good boy 2, because Nak in Arabic means the a nasty way of saying the past tense of making love. So, uh, a fucking Nak yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, when I listened to the Pokemon segment, it brought up so many uh, bad memories. And uh, before I start on it, I'm like Matthew Allen, I'm kind of religious. Yeah, but, you know, it's just, you know, the the most milk toast religious. Muslim that you can find but uh, anyway so what happened with Pokemon is that what uh, our preachers didn't uh, transcribe what the title means like Pokemon monsters and you know try to make sense of it religiously like oh these monsters you can control them not not like what you can do only Allah can control these monsters like you know something I'm like okay that makes sense but what happened is that religious folks said Pokemon and you know Pikachu and the names of other monsters they just and said what these names are in Hebrew. I'll let you process that for a minute. And there's a variations of meaning like a religion is dumb, God is Allah is weak, Muhammad is a tyrant, like something like that. And I'm like, what? So when we were kids and we un- because we understood English and we we're like, no, that doesn't want to mean. But, but then a, a lot of parents, thankfully not my parents, because my parents are like, yeah, that, that's not how. Like my parents are just the thing is like unless it's overly violent. Or like overly sexual, uh, especially if it's overly sexual, they they don't care. I'm like Pokemon. Who gives a shit? That's that's car- that's cartoon for dumb kids. But yeah, it's uh, so they banned Pokemon. They officially banned Pokemon because of that crazy religious nuts. And they're like, oh yeah, uh, that's what happened. Yada yada. And I mean, uh, so what usually happens like it's officially banned, but then you know it sneaks into the stores because everybody buys them. I'm pretty sure you can find a copy of God of War here and there, but it's gonna be. Uh, Mm, it's gonna be really expensive because true story. I remember when GTA 4 was banned, uh, they sold it for three or four times its price from uh, in wow. one city. It was freaking crazy, pricing. and that was like I said, that was before the uh, advent of uh, digital purchases on the PlayStation or Xbox stores. So yeah, that's my spiel. Uh, thank you for another good episode. Uh, see you later. Can I just say I love his the. The fact that with an accent he imitates someone else with a heavier accent. Yes. <laughs> I just love in that story they were saying, "Oh, the names all mean this. Pokemon names don't mean anything. What the fuck does no. Jigglypuff mean?" <laughs> it means a puff that is jiggly. <laughs> clearly, That's clearly. Ball sack. Yeah. <laughs> it means a lie is powerless. <laughs> <laughs> I clearly like the Japanese and the Americans have put that much effort into shitting on his love. <laughs> It needs to be part of their children's entertainment. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's going to be a fun thing to isolate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there was a couple in Aziz's video. We should just isolate those clips. Um, yeah. When he said, don't listen to those crazy minorities, we should just capture that. And, and that's his new sound drop instead wanna, of, go fuck yourself. I want to make I want to make Allah is powerless Michael Raparis' number one trending thing ever. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Good job, right, Aziz. Yes, thank you. Thank you. And uh, next Thanks, up Aziz. is... Cajun Crippler, Cody Laveau. Yeah. Hey, VGA, it's your Cajun Crippler, Cody Laveau. <laughs> so cool. Lighting the pipe. Back when yep. Duke Nukem 3D was re-released on the Xbox Marketplace, um, I immediately got it. I'm a big fan of it back from the 90s. And um, at the time, I was living with my girlfriend, who was a um, very staunch feminist. And um, so I was playing it late one night. She walks in the room, and I just happened to be in the gentleman's club. 
Yeah. And uh, she's like, yeah, I know what this game is. Why don't you press X? And I go, no, 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 it's fine, fine. We got uh, lizard guys with guns and giant brains and stuff. We have to go kill those. She said, no, 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 stop. Press X. And I did. And sure enough, Duke's hand comes up. Shake it, baby. <laughs> and, um, yeah. There's, there's a lot of stuff from the 90s that's uh, really hard to apologize for. Um, <laughs> namely stuff like wrestling and... Uh, How dare you! Um, not really much of an excuse for it, other than it's just a really fun game to play. So, uh, a little word of the wise. Be careful about who you're playing Duke Nukem 3D around. Because it can be a little offensive uh, to people that didn't grow up in that era. We'll see you guys next week. Later, uh, Chris and Michael and whatever cast of wacky characters that you have coming in there this week. Later. Well, thank you. How's thank it feel to be wacky characters, I like, guys? I'm always a wacky character. How dare you expose the business like that, talking about wrestling, Cody Laveau. Mm-hmm. Cody Laveau. His, thank, his, you, thank you for the, the personalized birthday message, Cody. Seriously. Oh, that's, yeah. And uh, returning this week, uh, Gallatin Carhartt. Yeah, there he is. Straight oh, out of Kentucky. Washington, D.C. By way of D.C., yeah. Carhartt here. I'm a little out of breath. been doing a lot of walking. I'm here this time in D.C. Oh, now, I know I like There's to be animal-related, but just him. keep in mind, that's the African-American Smithsonian behind me. No, he, he that, uh, the mall here. <laughs> Used to house a lot of uh, livestock long, long ago. So, you know, I'm kind of sort of at home, and I love me some DC. Hate me some Trump. Love me some DC. Anyways, question of the week. (laughs) You'll you'll notice there's no little little Carhartt. There's no Miss Carhartt. There's no even Mumsy Carhartt. I left them on a tour bus, uh, and then one of them went. A couple of them went to art. So uh, I'm walking over here to Air and Space. And wanted to answer the question of the week with something controversial. Uh, here's my little controversy is that when Lacey and I first got married, well, I remember that uh, Resident Evil 4 was coming out. And there was a little t- moment that we were kind of getting a little frisky on the couch. <laughs> and uh, things were good. And then all of a sudden, a commercial came, fo- came on TV for it. And I just kind of had to stop what I was doing real quick to kind of watch this commercial. So that didn't go over well with Miss Carhartt. She got a little ill about that. And every now and then still kind of brings that up. It's a little bit of a soft spot still. But anyways, it's good game. Good times. All right, gang, that's about it for me. I'm going to head on over here, see some more sights. Spend some more money. Y'all take it easy, gang. Bye. I can't see the video. This sounds like the Annihilation It trailer. sounds like there's a jackhammer. How dare you interrupt? You invite me over for CMT and chill, and you watch commercials? That's that's my Miss Carhartt impersonation. How close am I? Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, well, Mike Amari has this to say. Hey, VJ crew. Mike Amari here again answering the question of the week. Uh, this week I'm coming from Two Champs Boxing out here in West Hempstead, New York. Um, Ooh, couldn't boxing. get into the basement, so I have to do with what time I have. Uh, the question of the week, of course, was which game had a personal controversy in your lifetime, um, like personal to you? Uh, for me, my parents were actually very cool with just about everything I was doing. They played video games with me. A lot of times the ultraviolence didn't really bother them. The only controversy, like personally, I can remember was with a Commodore 64 game called Stroker. Um, yeah, you probably don't know it. I hope to God you don't know it, actually. Stroker was a terrible game where it was from a first-person view of a person looking down at their wing-wang with a hand around it. And it was just a giant, pixelated, just Commodore 64-level nice. wing-wang that you were rubbing up and down <laughs> oh, with your hands. No. At the age of about me. eight, I found that disc sitting in the disc of Commodore 64 games the, we had in the house. The, uh, and I <clears> just I didn't know what the hell it was. Ah! I didn't know what it was supposed to be. And I, of course, showed one of my friends who came visiting from school. 
There was, of course, a long conversation with his parents afterwards when they realized what it is, was we were playing. Long conversation. Long conversation with my parents afterwards once they realized <laughs> as well. Uh, not my proudest moment, but hey, you know, it's how it goes. All right, thanks again for checking in with me, guys, uh, this week, and I'll check in with again next week. Your parents aren't supposed to know that you know what that is. <laughs> uh, finally, Red Rock 963. AVGA, this is Red Rock 963, and my pal Zoro, who is investigating my most controversial game purchase. Oh. Yeah, fucking Sonic 06. I hate this piece <laughs> of shit. I bought it because I'm a huge Sonic fan, and my husband told me, he was like, why are you spending money on that piece of shit? You know it's going to suck. I'm like, ah, reviewers don't know what the hell they're talking about. Yes, we do. Oh, yes. And I get it home, and I start playing it, and then I get to the part with Silver the Hedgehog. Everybody who's ever rage quit this game knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's no use. The Hedgehog boss fight. And I get so mad that I throw the controller on the couch and take the disc out, resist the urge to smash it, hand it to my husband, and I was like, and I say, take this and hide it and make sure that I never find it. And, well, kitty, I consider okay. that controversial because, well, I kind of nearly almost broke a game disc in half, which is something that I never do. So... No, you microwave uh, <laughs> I think the kitty wants to attack the game, so go for it, man. Yeah, get that game, kitty. Yeah, you kill... You kill that pussy. game, cat. <laughs> anyway, fuck that game. Have a good wow. week, guys. Wow, you well, you didn't even get to the controversial part where you have the hot uh, human-on-hedgehog bestiality scene yes. at the end. Snog that hog. <laughs> I can't take crap for that one. Nice. Thank you, Ty Tuesday. Uh, I I will say I never made it as far as the Self of the Hedgehog stuff. Like it's there's this awful Sonic RPG that I have to go through, and like I have to find like get a guy to make Sonic shoes before I can go through the first fast running level. What the shit is this? Uh, not not the best game. No, um, it really isn't. That but, game might in fact. You crash. Uh, might? Might. That's that's an awfully big might. Um, <laughs> but that's been our community segment. Uh, so let's... Uh, new question of the week, because we are going to go on hiatus. Ah, you thought I'd forgotten, but no, I'm sticking to my guns on this mm -hmm. one. We are going on a... An, or at least I'm going on an extended break. Uh, Chris has my permission to continue the show in some form if he wants to. Um, while I'm on vacation. But because this is leading up to a finale of sorts, what is your favorite Edge Game Apocalypse episode? And I'm going to take the words out of everyone else's mouths yeah. and say episode 200, because that's what all of you are going to say. <laughs> so I'm going to force you to say something else okay. more creative. Uh, so Final Fantasy episodes, of course, everyone. That's, right. that's our second totally. best. Yeah. Really that was the actually card, pretty good. card episode is really good. Um, what was the episode where we talked about buying Dreamcast Magazine? I don't know. That could that be anything. Was, that was hilarious. <laughs> Holy hell. I was dying. Yeah. And I've been trying to find which one it was, and I haven't found oh it again. God. It drives me nuts. If only you could do, like, a find uh, for audio. Like, yeah. Where's the word in this? I don't I don't have um, a ton of specifics. But I know 
the work you've done, Michael, in coming up the top fives mm, um, has inspired me to do several Laser Time episodes. And I wish yeah. several. No, it's it's Michael. It's it's dozens. Like when, oh. you, when you come up with an idea, I'm like, oh shit, there's something <laughs> there, and then I come yeah. up with a Laser Time topic based on something you've already done. There might um, be an upcoming Laser Time that does touch on a former video game apocalypse. Right. Time, there might even right? be an upcoming right. video game apocalypse that touches oh. on a former Laser Time wow. episode. We we inform each other through you're symbiosis. You're an idea factory, and like no. you can't really because this is the only show that's done like every week at the same time. Everything yeah. else we do when we can. Um, but yeah, like there, this is there's too many to mention. Like, and mm-hmm. I've always, like several video features we've done have been based on video game apocalypse ideas, mm-hmm. and several angry I never did those video features were based on video game apocalypse yeah. ideas Aww. that I'll hopefully do uh, soon. Just try and uh, hold up your support at uh, Patreon.com/slash/LaserTime so we can keep yeah. uh, video game stuff coming your way. Can you indulge me for two personal stories that sure. relate to my favorite episodes? So the first would be, uh, I want to say it was 2014, I was searching for a new video game podcast. And I came across one and started to listen, and lo and behold, I heard a familiar voice of a co-worker and friend, Ann Lewis. And I ah. said, that sounds just like Ann. And I looked <laughs> in the show description, and indeed it was Ann. And I said, wow, I have stumbled upon a friend's podcast. And I was hooked ever since. And actually, that was my first Laser Time show I ever listened to was a VGA. And then eventually that turned me on to Laser Time itself and 302010 and all of the wonderful shows produced by the network. So that is a just my personal story of kind of how I discovered laser time was through vga and to me that was really special my other favorite episode um episode 246 january 5th of this year it was the first episode of vga i ever got to appear on it was my first laser time show that i ever appeared on and i just want to say i have had the most fun in the past few months doing these shows with you uh and and all of you you. uh and including the shows on laser time and so yeah that will always be very special to me because it was it was my first it was my first show on and um this has just been an honor and a privilege well thanks we appreciate your free labor (laughs) (laughs) matt's done a ton of work he really has He's, he's been there for me uh thanks matt Thank you. So what's your favorite episode of Video Game Apocalypse? Let us know. Go to lasertimepodcast.com slash Apocalypse or just com. Answer under the comments for episode 257. And we will revisit this in episode 262, which will air at the end of April, but which will be recorded next week. So please get those in uh, ahead of time. Alternately, you can go to the Laser Time community on Facebook, answer there, or you can hit us up on Twitter, at VG Apocalypse, uh, which is great for video answers, by the way. In fact, I would say only send video answers to us on Twitter, because that's what we check every week. So that's been our show. Let's go out with some plugs. Uh, Heidi, Anime News Network, let's hear about it. Uh, yes, I do This Week in Games every week for AnimeNewsNetwork.com, where I summarize, uh, much like on Video Game Apocalypse, a bunch of video game news, and sometimes do editorials and talk about new releases, but mostly skewed towards Japanese and Japanese-inspired games. So we talk a little bit about uh, about you know upcoming anime-related games, announcements related to Things like uh, fighting games. Sometimes I'll have a small developer interview or an editorial I'll toss in there. But at the same time, I'm also still running Gaming.moe. We had a bit of an... Yes. Moe! Moe! 
Hey, Moe. She <laughs> hit me in the face <laughs> with a fucking wife pillow. Moe. You, you couldn't have gone like Moe Chandon Champagne. You couldn't have kept it classy. It's pronounced waifu pillow. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, uh, still doing that. We had a bit of an un- involuntary hiatus due to uh, web hosting issues, but uh, we're mostly back. I still have a few things I need to uh, to uh, fix up, but uh, we're going good. Um, I ap- upload a new featurette uh, just a couple days ago, talking about a fairly obscure rhythm game, but more focusing more on an extremely weird song. From that particular rhythm game, and I'm not gonna say any more because if you don't know what you're getting into, uh, you're in you're in for a thing. Let me tell you. Hmm. Isn't that Saturn game we talked about on one of your first? No, appearances? no. This okay. is like an actual legit released arcade game. It has an interesting oh. story behind it. Wow. All right. Fascinating. Uh, who else has a thing to plug? Other than Vigigame Apocalypse, one of my other favorite podcasts is 302010, a weekly examination of pop culture that week, 30, 20, and 10 years ago, taking a look at the best in movies, TV, music, and games. And that show is Chris and co-hosted by Michael's better half, Diana Goodman. Much better Who half. you can also find on Twitter at LeCineNerd. LeCineNerd. Uh, and there's also a bonus time this week, which you should listen to. It's free for everybody, so feel free to give it a shot. Uh, special announcement there. I'm not going to say much more about it because I'm tired. Um, but, uh, yeah, love you guys. I would make shit for you forever. Yeah, so Aww. if you want him to, go to patreon.com slash laser time and help contribute. And you will get access to that announcement, um, which, no big deal, guys. The shows will still be here and they'll be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as And as always, you can follow us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse or me personally at Wikiparas. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week and a Woo. few weeks after that. And then uh, culminate with episode 262. We really appreciate all your love and support over the years. We will return. Love you guys. All of you guys. Love you guys. So thanks for listening. See you next week. I like beer. I like beer. You're my only friend. Beer, beer, beer. Mm. I'm not your friend? Well, you're my friend, but you don't understand me. Yeah. Oh. The way this IPA does. Uh-oh. It understands that you want to drink it. It understands <laughs> that, yeah. What do you want to do? You want to wake up on the couch at 5 a.m.? Drink more of me. <laughs> Can't arrange that. Drink more of me.